Vanilla pick. Tarot. Oh, weird, Jonathan. I got the same look kind of thingy. You got the five of something. <laughs> what is it of? Cups. It's the Pentagon. Oh, I have five a cup. Girls, it's full one of wine. Cup. I'm going to have five cups of wine by the end of the night. Five cups, one... <laughs> one West, God. five cups. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I went to watch one episode of the new season of Castlevania today, and I watched all eight of them. <laughs> yeah. It's so fucking good. I can't good, wait dude. to watch it. Yeah, I'm excited so to watch it, too. so fucking good. I just turned on... Tonight. I put on my comfort show when I'm hungover, oh. which was just... Like 19 episodes of Frasier. Nice. Yeah, I Isn't love that Frasier. yours too? It's, like, it's one of yours, Jonathan's. I generally watch RuPaul's Drag Race. Sounds so that's incredible. really good. And I want to check out the new Sabrina series. Did you guys watch Sabrina the Teenage Witch? Um, I've heard really up? good things about the new series. Yeah. Um, Did my you watch the old one though? Who I'm iffy on her taste level. <laughs> yeah. And not in a bad way. She just really likes. She, she likes, told me she thought it's going to be the new Buffy. And I'm yeah. like, no. What? It's not. Yeah, no. that's what she said. No, it's not. And I was like, that's a really, really good endorsement. Because yeah. um, granted, I didn't like Buffy until way later in yeah. life, but I do love it now. Um, but I mean, I don't know. We'll if y'all see. like Buffy the Vampire Slayer, y'all got to check out Muffy the Mummy Trapper. <laughs> Shit is dank. <laughs> <laughs> And um, what's the other one, dude? I tweeted today about I tweeted today about how Netflix is going to keep me inside for all Halloween because yeah. the, the haunting, haunting of Hill House, House is so good. fucking so good. good. It is such is a good really show. Creepy? Yeah, yeah it, it is. Scary it is fuck. It's it really and just yeah. genuinely a great show. Yeah, yeah. it's just the like production values yeah. through the roof. The, the script is awesome. I've only seen the first episode. Oh, okay. Did y'all see the original movie? It's it's not House on Haunted Hill. It's The Haunting of Hill. Yeah. Uh, Have you ever seen the original movie? There was really? an original movie. It's yeah. creepy. Full of shit. It's, it's a fuck. it's based on. It's an old ass movie. Really? Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. That's fun. And it scared the fuck out of me when I was a kid. The I one with I Vincent Price. In. No, um, it's like I think it's like a British. Movie, no, that's maybe. Um, House on Haunted Hill. I could Hill. be wrong. Yeah. Yeah. I could be wrong. I know about the, this, the one with the lion head in the chimney. That's the haunting. Fuck. Whatever. There's a haunting of Hill House. House on Haunted Hill, that movie where Owen Wilson gets his head eaten by that's the, the, the haunting. I, yeah, the haunting. The haunting. The haunting. With, With the line. Yeah. He's, like, he's like, oh, he's like, wow. He's like, wow. <laughs> Catherine Zeta-Jones is yeah. 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 I love that shit. Do you guys remember in Anaconda when John Voight gets vomited up by the Anaconda yes. and he just like winks and he dies? <laughs> it's fucking weird, dude. And then Owen Wilson's like, wow, and gets eaten by an Anaconda. Do you guys remember the first... Movie wow. that ever like fucked you up as a kid that like made you lose sleep? The Shining. Really? Yeah. yeah dude, that um, one fucked me up as an adult. Child's Play. Alien. Be really bad. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm Alien's sorry. Good. No, um, it was, uh, I always call it Chucky. Child's, Child's, Child's Play. Play. Yeah, Child's the Play. First. And then The Shining. Yo, I didn't think that Child's Play would hold up and it was on the other day. It's the first it's one? Still the first one's super creepy fucking creepy. As fuck. Yeah. yeah. I can't even imagine watching The Shining as a kid, though. Dude, okay. Yeah. Like, you well, I wasn't supposed like, to. You well, like, as a child, <laughs> particularly since, like, children are, like, in it and yeah. being either abused or. Mm-hmm. The Exorcist scared. The fuck. The I remember the first time that I saw The Exorcist was I was like genuinely fucked up. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. No, I'm I mean, still like, fucked I'm, up by it. I remember the scene that like got me and I could not get it out of my fucking head. Like for four years of my life is when she's getting the cat scan and yeah. the face is right oh, above yeah. her. Yeah. That I, I would see it when I would close my eyes after yeah. I watched that movie. It so, and like me that up that so noise, bad. that sound of the, they didn't have they yeah. use bees in a jar, but oh, like yeah. that, yeah. that like growing noise. God so, damn, dude. It fuck that's I've never seen the movie. Don't worry about it. Don't watch it. I watched I it. I couldn't sleep the other night and uh, watched it. It's very good. You <laughs> thinking about I know. Very good. It's so good. Alan, do you want to watch something fun? And we are watching like the most <laughs> fucked up shit ever. I, yeah. I generally never want to watch something fun. <laughs> That's what he means by fun. Like lighthearted movie. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> He's possessed me. I'm going to make an NPC ghost called Captain Howdy. 
Oh, cool. That's a good one. Yeah, he's creepy. Captain Howdy fun. was my um, AOL instant messenger name. No yeah. shit. Nice. And my email address. Nice. Captain Howdy at hotmail.com. It's like, honey, <laughs> <laughs> honey, a demon's emailing me. <laughs> oh, hang on. Just, this, got a, um, just got a just chain got email from the see. devil. <laughs> uh, you know what else is a good movie? The Theater of the Mind. <laughs> What's it's not that? a great transition, but I'm making it. Let's play some spooky, scary yeah. Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, yeah. Hey, guys. Hey. What's up? Hello, it is me, your dungeon master. I want to suck your dick. <laughs> <laughs> and my cohort, Caleb Hanks. I am a mummy. <laughs> He's a mummy. And I'm a vampire. What monsters are you guys? I'm a house cat monster. Okay. I hate That's it. Terrifying. What? I don't know. <laughs> That's okay. I'm going to be a demon. <laughs> That's how they sound. I'm a demon. I'm a demon. Hey guys, I'm a demon. I'm a demon. Uh, so uh, like has, I'm anyone a has anyone seen my infernal Texas instrument? <laughs> They have pocket protectors <laughs> in hell. <laughs> so your pencils and pins don't burn up. <laughs> Happy Halloween. It's hard to write when you're on fire. <laughs> <laughs> the ink in my pen is the blood of the innocent. <laughs> uh, so that's what we're doing here tonight. Uh, we're having a spooky we're having a spooky special for Halloween. And it's just the boys here tonight, as you can already probably tell. Woo! I'm your host and dungeon master, Wes. Um, I've I've uh, I've written something special here tonight. I've taken a couple of pieces from things that I've already ran, and I've added my own flavor to it. Uh, I'm excited to run through it and uh, get some spooky screams out of you guys. Jonathan's never seen The Exorcist, so I'm sure that this is going to scare the hell out of him. On my left, the the dark, the spooky, the mysterious Halloween Caleb Hanks, the hungover Mr. Hanks. A couple of years ago, we did a Thanksgiving session, and I had recently... We love playing on holidays. ...been watching a lot of that Yoda video, the bad lip reading that... <laughs> so I created... Uh, yeah, you know the one. <laughs> I created a character named James Cabbage, also known as Jazz Cabbage. I've played this character <laughs> two or three times, and he is creepy as fuck. He is a uh, druid. I think he's a human, but I always imagine he's real, real tiny, like a gnome. <laughs> Okay. Because the pre-printed up character sheet says he's a human, but right. I want him to look just like Yoda. And he... Um, is he green? He's green. Mm -hmm. Very old. Is he's, it? Yeah, he's 800 years old. I'm here to help you defeat evil. And he's a sneaky weird druid that grows a bunch of weed on its back and he smokes his own growable drugs. Neat. Alan! How, how, how many years... Prior to um, episodes four, five, and six, did the prequels happen? Clark, they were like twenty-five <laughs> years. Well, I'm uh, I'm Alan Clark playing uh, Angelo Catalamenti. Um, nice, the, the Tabaxi Fuck yeah. fighter. So um, he is a cat. Uh, he is he's, a cat. Um, he's tall and slim, but pretty strong. Um, <laughs> and he's a tuxedo cat. <gasps> so he's mostly black, but he has a white belly and neck. Aww. Um, Does he have socks on? He does have socks. He's got socks. He's got socks. All on four or on socks two? and mittens. Aww. Yeah. Um, Angelo. He is super lazy, um, super sweet, but also he will fucking just randomly make people bleed, particularly the people who love him. Random? <laughs> randomly? Oh yeah. Oops. For sure. 
Yeah. Um, if there's nice furniture, he'll claw it. If there's like sand or anything, he's going to just like throw it everywhere all over the house. Um, <laughs> what a fucking asshole. Yeah. In the mornings, uh, he's, he's very loud. This is based off my actual cat. Caleb just entered the room and... Uh, his, in a real spooky costume, and we'll post it on I'm Twitter. I'm a mind flare. Yeah. And, uh, and from the from the eternal plane of darkness and pain and horror, Jonathan Ganong. Hi Did guys. I do the voice right? Yeah, exactly. I'm going to be playing a tiefling trickster cleric um, named Art Vandalay. Cool. Nice. <laughs> Angelo. Angelo. Yeah. Anyone watch Seinfeld? No, that was George's alter ego, the architect, that he would always pretend he was when he was lying about himself. Yeah. You guys ready to play some spooky Dungeons and Dragons? Bro, I'm so spooked right now. You're about to be top spooked here in a second. So, you guys are all level four. I think that we should uh, start this by disclosing that to everyone. And it's safe to say that you all have adventured in a party of three before. You take on smaller jobs as adventures. You don't go on these giant save the world missions you like to get paid a pretty penny and adventurers do just that um there are normally these jobs that are easier to take care of simple-minded folk in small villages and you've just recently been rewarded a job by one of those people and so you are entering this village and it's a village that you all are very familiar with and it's actually the next town over from all of yours. And so it's it's a brief walk through the woods. And as you all are walking through these woods, you're heading to Garagil. Garagil is the next town over. It is a simple town. It has some weaponsmiths, some blacksmiths. It doesn't have any major trade. It's really just making most of its money off of inns, off of the people who live in it. And there isn't a particularly skillful uh, export that they have coming out of this village. But you all have been hired by a... A pie maker. Mm. I love and pies. this pie maker has recently found themselves with some competition in town. And with this competition, they think that there is something funny going on, uh, that their competition is doing something sleazy or something weird under the table. They're not 100% sure what it is, and they have refused to tell you over communication. But you are answering basically what a, like a for sale poster, like a jobs hiring poster that you all have found in a tavern. And this seemed to pay pretty well to be such a simple job. So as you were headed to Garrigill, Garrigill, G-A-R-R-I-G-I-L-L. As you guys are following this old road, it meanders into a valley, watched over by dark, brooding mountains to the north and the south. The woods recede, revealing a sullen mountain bird surrounded by a wooden palisade. Thick fog presses up against the walls. It's like it's looking out and away from the village as it pushes off of these wooden walls, hoping to catch the town as it sleeps or helping to bring in people like yourselves in the dead of night. The dirt road ends at a set of sturdy iron gates with a pair of shadowy figures standing behind them. Planted in the ground and flanking the road outside of the gates are half a dozen pikes with wolves' heads that are on the tops of them, and the blood is like running down these pikes. But you all, uh, you approach Garagil, and this is what it's looking like. This wind is 
howling down from these mountains that are to the north and to the south of you. The moon is not high up in the sky, it is overcast, but you can see it's white light casting this like silvery illuminescence over everything. And as you're standing in front of this gate, there are two shadowy figures. They look down to you. You can barely see them through this really thick fog as you all are walking up and the wind is howling toward you. And as it howls and comes out of these woods, it's almost as if it is pushing you into the town. And as it is pushing you in, it howls just a really deep as it pushes you in and as it seeps through the wood on these walls. Uh, These people, they shout down, State your business! Hmm. We're just we, here to buy some pies. <laughs> Something about pies. We love pie. You're here because you love pie? Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then you, you hear them you hear them whispering to one another. They they look to each other, these two figures, and they we're, start... We're answering, uh, what do you call it? There was an ad in the paper. Yeah, about someone, someone, we're helping uh, a baker. Do you have a wolf problem? Hear them whispering, and they go to speak up, and they actually do stop like that, and they're like pulling on each other, and you can see them like, and they're like whispering back and forth, and then you hear something like, and they start to talk to you, and they're like, only problem we have is strangers coming in the dead of night, telling us they like pies and nothing else. Where are they? The pies? The strangers. You! Oh. I'm talking to you. <laughs> we don't have to be strangers. We can be friends. Uh, you come to help a baker. What's the baker's name? Uh, Say, Bill. S- Gin bros. You like pies? I like boysenberry. <laughs> Gooseberry. Strawberry rhubarb up in this motherfucker. <laughs> they whisper back and forth to one another. You can't hear what they're saying, though, from this distance. They stand up on this wooden piked gate. These wolf heads, their jaws lay slack and open. The blood is, like, crusted completely on some. And some of them have, like, flies buzzing around them, even at this time of the night, even in these cold winds. And then they finally shout back down to you and are like, Sable is the name of the baker in this town. Five gold pieces for toll, and we'll let you enter. Yeah, that's cool. I'll give you I'll pay the whole thing. You flick him 15 gold? Yeah. All right, and as this I happens... I throw it one at a time. My arms are real short. So 15, ting, yeah. ting, ting. He's like, hey, stop throwing it. I ain't going to be able to pick it up. And he's like, <laughs> open the gate. Get these people inside so we can get them out of our hair. And as you hear, hear him say this, uh, the other figure walks over. You still can't see through them through this thick fog, but the fog is illuminated. And I don't know if you've ever turned your headlights on in fog, but it mm-hmm. makes it like a lot worse. Yeah. That moonlight that is illuminating everything, this silvery glow is just making it harder to see through this thick fog that is up against these walls. But you do hear a clink, and then, and these iron gates come down, and they slam in front of you. They lay settled. He's like, all right, hurry up then. Get your ashes inside so we can close it. Don't know wolves coming up and eating you in the middle of the night. Is that like a thing? Does that happen? Do, does what happen? Whoa. Do wolves bite you in the middle of the night? Of course they do. You guys I will. You think we just put a, their heads on pikes for fun? To decorate? I don't know. Maybe. I've never been here. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Fucking love this When in Rome. Um... <laughs> Okay, uh, in we come. Um, also, also, uh, you know, I'll fuck up a wolf. Uh, we, don't, we didn't, uh, did Savor hire you to kill some wolves for him? Well, you just have all these wolves around. I mean, it seems topical. Well, well, yeah. uh, didn't think so, because that's our job. So why don't you get inside? Stop trying to take yeah, ours. Yeah, we are. Yeah, we are. We're going right. inside. And then you hear whisperings again. And then like, as you all are walking in, that gate just... 
And as it shuts, that wind is no longer howling in your ears. It's no longer pushing you inside. You don't feel the cold bite of it as you come into this place. And it's not exactly winter. You don't need cold gear as you walk into this place. You don't need furs and cured pelts. But as you come in here, it is like a nice relief from that cold biting wind. And as the door shuts, you hear something in the distance, just a lone wolf howling. And then you hear a voice call out to you and say, hey, we're keeping an eye on you. You don't go see Sable. We'll be coming to talk to you. Yeah, yeah. Coming into town this late. Don't expect a fruitcake at Christmas, bro. I don't know what fruitcake is, and I don't know what Christmas is. Me either. I'm so high right now. (laughs) (laughs) And this town, for for what it's worth, this town, it's not like a small village. It is like, though a lot doesn't go out, there are many inns here, and it seems like that is the main... I don't know. Um, the uh, main way they make money, okay. basically. There are inns, there are taverns, and they're everywhere. And they all seem full and loud. And you can hear the glasses clinking and the warm light is pouring out of them. And that warm golden light that's coming out from these taverns and the fires and the smoke that is rising up and out of their chimneys, it's it's a nice gentle contrast to that s- <laughs> spooky moonlight that's totally. covering the fog on the outside of this place. The silhouette of these mountains rises up and around you and they are illuminated a little bit by the moon, but it's hard to see through this fog. And in front of that, you can see the silhouette of these spiked fences going all the way around this village. Smoke is rising up and out of it, but there is golden light that is coming out of everything that is inside of these wooden pikes. You all are standing in the middle of uh, Garagil. I say to my two party members, you know, I don't really like to be around a lot of people. It stresses me out. I hear that. You know what will make you way less stressed? Some of this sweet, stinky giggle bush I grow on the back of my shoulder here. <laughs> And I pull off some of this weed, and I roll it up, and I breathe into it real deep, and I'm like, "Mm." that reminds me of that Christmas thing I was talking about. (laughs) Cool. And then I give a wink, and I use thaumaturgy, and I light the end of it. Hell Oh, shit. Dude, hell And then we never leave town, and we just hang out all night. We just sit right in the dirt and get high. Who the fuck is Sable? (laughs) (laughs) But I I hit it and pass it over to you if you want it. That's the kind of session we're playing here tonight, folks. <laughs> totally. And then I just drop it on the ground and kind of just bat it around on the ground. <laughs> I'm like, that's cool. You do what you want. <laughs> I'll pick it up and I'll hit it. Hell yeah. And then I'll use Thumb Church again and do that lone wolf. Ooh. <laughs> 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 Fuck, dude. Even, the, even, even like you can hear the guard up on the pedestal being like, oh, shit. <laughs> I know the weed's good when you have to hit it or hit it and look at it. <laughs> uh, all right. Yeah, this happens. This is happening. Load a gun concept. Hit it and look at it. <laughs> uh, after we all smoke a bunch of dank reefer, right? Uh, I say to the guy, I'm like, <laughs> I get the joint back. This is. I love how much this is playing into me um, making up that you guys were like casual adventurers. <laughs> You don't take on big jobs. You're just like, let's get see who this pie dude's talking about. It's like, hey, we're so high. We're like, somebody say pie. I need a pie. <laughs> I, I mostly sleep. You know, I only take a job when I just absolutely need, need a pie. some funds. I want to call this episode Pie High. <laughs> yes. Hell yeah. Uh, speaking of pie, can you point us in direction to that pie? I'm hungry. You asking the guard who just yeah. said we're watching you, and then yeah. her Jonathan. So he's <laughs> the yeah. the guard saw Art uh, take a hit of this, and then make the wolf go oh, 
and went, oh shit. And then Van was like, hey, or not Van, Jazz. Jazz. I always, I'm always on your last character, it's dude. It's all good. Um, Jazz is like, you're asking, hey, where do we go? Yeah. You ask them specific, anything specific? I say, how do you get to save El Ginger Bros uh, Pie Shack? Oh, I imagine his bakery's closed at this time of the night. You don't know that. Where's, <laughs> I kind of just roll my eyes. I'm like, where's the Blue Water Inn? Blue Water Inn, it's, uh, you just go straight down this street. Second, second inn on the left. You can't miss it. Uh, ain't the liveliest of places, but uh, perfect. Their sign is obvious, and I uh, hear they got pretty good ale. Hell yeah! They serve Saville's pies, but not for long. Way I hear it. Why they have a falling out? Ah, uh, there's just competition coming into town. His don't have all the ingredients they like to get in them, and apparently these other pies, uh, people really seem to be taking a liking to them. Uh, they they'll drink their they'll drink their ale. They'll uh, they rip the plants off their backs and they smoke them, and then they uh, hell yeah. They think these pies enhance the experience somehow. I ain't sure, but uh, that's what I heard. They're just better. They're just that much better. That's what everybody says. Mm, enchanted pie. Uh, bitch. Are I'll you still eat. talking to me? <laughs> No. <laughs> and we start walking. <laughs> and, yeah, and you hear a little voice in the distance be like, all right, see you at Christmas. As you all walk up, gray smoke issues from a chimney of this large two-story wooden building with a stone foundation and sagging tile roof upon which several crows or ravens or some sort of blackbirds have perched and they're just hopping around. You can hear them like... Like calling out to one another and hopping around. Some of them look at you with their little beady eyes. Mm-hmm. And this fog is over this village, almost like uh, a cloud is sitting down and touching it, like it's just above you. And when it does get low and when it does fill this village, you can feel the cold on the water that it's carrying with it. And just below it, all these birds are like, like calling on this building. And as you all are walking up to this place, they all stop for a moment and you see them turn with the sides of their heads quickly. They look at you and then you hear one peck on the roof and then all of them. Like just go back to their business. How high they're sitting on up top are of they? This. I mean, it's a two-story building, so they're like twenty-five feet up. Fighting the urge to go kill a bird. A painted wooden <laughs> sign hangs above the main entrance. It depicts a blue waterfall. That's all it has on it is the picture of this blue waterfall and in the wind as it like what wind can get into this place slowly. Like, has it swinging back and forth. This tavern doesn't sound as loud as the others. And that mist, that fog, has started to creep in between the wooden pikes that make the wall around this place. And it's starting to fill the streets underneath you as you all walk up to this. There is a golden light coming out of this place, but it's not as jovial and bright as the other ones around it. Let's go into the place. (laughs) Blankly staring into the distance. (laughs) Our Angelo and Jazz are walking into this place. As you walk into the Blue Water Inn, there is someone behind the bar. There are two other people. They are dressed in really bright clothing, and they're talking loudly to one another. They are sitting over at a table. One of them has a half-eaten, what looks like meat pie in front of them, like a chicken pot pie or shepherd's pie or however you want to think about it. But there is like a meat pie sitting in front of them that's half-eaten. They have two large tankards of ale, and they're screaming, <laughs> Like as they're clapping and talking, <laughs> there is a man who like looks sullen. Uh, his brow is furrowed and sunk in. He has an ale in front of him, but it doesn't look like it's been touched. Uh, there is a woman who is behind this bar. She seems larger than anyone else who's in this room, larger than any of you by all means. And then there is another woman who is sitting at a table alone with a glass, um, a wine glass, but it doesn't look like there's anything in it as you will walk into this place. As you walk in, this woman looks over to you. She has bright red hair, but her clothes are very dull. Her shoulders are broad and her arms are thick. She sits shorter than all of you as you walk in and she's like welcome uh to the blue water inn and what can i get you uh i will be having one of your finest tankards of ale because i'm gonna get 
cantankerous myself. Flat, uh, take her to hell. And you too. Uh, cat um, boy. I, and, and I kind of like look because I'm, I'm sitting behind the person eating the meat pie, mm-hmm. just staring at their pie. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and then I, whenever he says cat boy, I kind of like look over and I was like, can I have a pie? Uh, she's like, yeah, of course you can have a pie. I'll have a pie. Get something to drink too while you're here. This water's fine. One of those. Yeah. I'll get two whiskeys. I'll drink his. Hey, one of those. All right, all right. Wait, well, she, can I have two pies? She puts her big hands together and she is like rubbing them and she's like, she's like, oh, big appetite, eh? Very. All right. And she uh, she gets her braided red hair and like throws it behind her shoulders. She goes to start pouring these. She yells out into the back. She's like, hey, two shepherds, boys. Get them out here quick. Yes. They're hungry. And uh, she walks over two whiskeys. She sets them up on the in a tankard. <laughs> and as you guys are sitting there and she's shouting out to you, a man over at a table is like, two pies. Enjoy those. I make them, you know. Are you Sable? Uh, and a man looks up to you. His hair is, it's longer, but it doesn't go down to his shoulders. It is parted in the middle, and it goes over to either side of his head. His brow looks very serious. He has just a little bit of scruff under his chin area only. His mouth is almost in a frown, just looks very stern, and his nostrils are flared out. He's in a very plain shirt. Two strings are crossed on the front of this plain tunic that he wears, and it's just a very bland color. And he has flour all over the front of an apron as he sits here with this full tankard of ale. He looks up to you and says, Hi, I'm Sable. My name is Angelo, and these are my friends Art and Jazz, and we are here to help you. We're answering your uh, your ad, your uh, help wanted. Oh. Hilda. And she's like, yeah, theirs is on me. Their food anyway. Can I have two more? Eat these two. I think that they'll fill you up. On that note, I'll take a pie. Another shepherd's boy! <laughs> Hilda shouts back into the kitchen as she's like uh, serving the only two other people here. The the two people who are in the, the brightly colored clothing are back up at the bar and they're smiling and their arms around each other and you can hear them talking and he's just like, they're talking to each other. He's like, no man, I love you. Like, you've just been there for me, you know, do all of this. <laughs> and like, if you really think about it, like there's just not a lot of people who can like stick it out this much and they're just like ordering more drinks at the bar. They look over to you guys and they like hold up one of their tankards as they're walking away they just like hold it in your direction and they like put their arms around each other and walk back toward their table over near the very puny fire that's here but uh sable's like get your drinks come sit with me we don't have much to discuss but let's discuss it now no so um art is um this like super deep blood red color um he's got these like really pretty golden eyes Mm -hmm. um and he wears like um slightly lighter colored um blood red armor yeah cool. a leather armor um and he's got uh two horns that kind of start it is not brow but like above his brow where kind of his hairline is and it follows the shape of a skull and then comes up a little bit but it has a slight comes curve. up in the back yeah nice kind of, yeah it goes down and then back up that's a slight curve to it um and he's got i love meat. a slight curve <laughs> as long as it goes up and <laughs> boner jokes, everybody. Happy Halloween. <laughs> that ain't a candy corn. <laughs> dude, dude, dude. You don't need to be taking a left of the Exxon. 
So our, you walk over to this table where Saville is sitting. Um, you wear this tiefling with these horns that go to the back of your head. They curve up a bit. Your armor reflects your skin very much. And as you walk up, it seems like these people have not noticed your skin, your race, or anything like that. It's but nice. Yeah. Yeah. You're not used to that. Also, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. But like, whatever. No fuck. Uh, you walk up and uh, he just says, and your friends, everyone, join me. I sit my ratty ass little self down at the table. And uh, Spark, that's another spliff. No, I don't want to get that high. But okay. <clears throat> I say to the Same. guy. <laughs> I, I want to get that high in game. Yeah, in game. <laughs> um, and I say, so uh, what exactly do you need to be serviced? Uh, look, uh, I don't need you to service anything. Uh, but there is bad. a new pie vendor in town. Her name is Morgantha. She's an old woman, and everyone has taken a liking to her pies. She is my only competition in this town, and I have reason to believe that uh, what she sells isn't what it seems. That she has some extra ingredient, something that's making the people addicted to these pies, something, I, but I can't prove it. Fried that's green tomatoes, extra special sauce? That's why you all are here. That's why I put out the ad. You want us to kill her. Oh, gods, no. I just want you to follow her or break into her cart or bring me anything that proves that she's doing something slimy to the And then we kill her. I got you. (laughs) Uh, If you do, I I did not request it or tell you to. It's not part of the job description. Nah, I'm just busted your balls. I heard that and I just tapped my nose. God, we've been like binge partying for like the last three weeks. (laughs) (laughs) We We were just hanging out in the woods. So she first got job in a totally long time. <laughs> Where is her shop? Where is her pie shop? Uh, one of the more interesting things about uh, Morgantha is she doesn't have a shop. She has a cart. She carts it all over town at all hours of the night. Mm. She knows her business and knows it well. I, I'm lucky enough to have my pies in some taverns pre-made so they can just throw them in the oven like yours and have them made. But uh, she's smart. If people are wandering the streets, going tavern to tavern, bar to bar, then surely she'll sell them pies after they've had a few to drink, as I'm sure your friend over here knows. Uh, Are you okay, by the way? You don't look well. Your skin is green. Uh, I mean, uh, I have little plants all over your back. Man, I'm And you smell like hell. I'm all natural. I feel incredible right now. Well, (laughs) This is some of the best weed I've ever grown. People people have told me that adventures come in all shapes and sizes, strange and not. I'm sure you've seen more than I have, and I thought that for that reason alone, maybe it was proper to hire some proper adventurers. You mean a, a cat, a tiefling, and a bush person? <laughs> As I've said, I'm no adventurer, so perhaps this is just how you come, but... If you're answering the ad and you do the job, you'll get paid as anyone else would. What's Morgantha's general disposition? Uh, She's always jovial, happy. She's quick to serve. She's well-liked in the community. Though her age would make me think that it was hard for her to get around, she pushes that cart all by herself. She sounds obnoxious. Fucking hate her. As an experienced pie maker... What would you, uh, have you had one of her pies? One of the ones that you <laughs> I dare not taste the competition's pies. So you don't know if they actually are enchanted by any ways. Uh, I have no idea myself, but the way that people take to them, the first bite they take, they, it's like they won't eat anything else. And anyone who tastes them, they won't go back to mine. Even, uh, I try to get them to my home for a, a party. Everyone knows me well. I, w- I was born and raised here. They won't show up because they want Morgantha's pies. But the people who haven't had them, they show up happily. 
Seems strange to me. How long has this pie bitch been in town? This pie bitch has been in town for uh, multiple ten days, at least. Also, it's pretty new. Uh, new in the sense that she's been here for around a year, yes. Yeah. I ain't got a horse in this race, but I would have to say I've experimented for a long time with lots of different substances. Some of natural means, some slightly unnatural. And that's why I have this weird little dick that talks that grew out of my knee pit. But anyway, uh, I am going to... (laughs) You're making Jonathan squeak. <laughs> anyway, y'all don't so think random. about that. Y'all don't think about that. I'm talking that. dick out of my knee pit. <laughs> it's just a mushroom. It doesn't do anything. Holy you just think it talks. Hey, Chaz. <laughs> it's it me. Not I'm back. <laughs> Quit it, little talking dick. I can handle this myself. I just realized that Jazz Cabbage is very much like a druid Matthew McConaughey. Ooh. Uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so um, so we'll have to wait until tomorrow. Is she, she's not around during the night, is she? Uh, yes. Uh, as I've oh. said, when people are drinking, that's when she sells the most. Oh. Okay. And she'll just, we can probably just find her in the street. Uh, I'm assuming her cart is normally around the inns, the pubs, the taverns. You just could go out. Reconnaissance, right? Yeah, just like information. What's up with the pies? Why do people like them so much? I'd okay. be willing to test this product. Three pies are set down on the table. Steam is coming out of them. They smell delicious, like a southern home-cooked meal. The comfort in this food, you can feel the warmth off of it, and you can smell it in your nostrils. It makes your jaw tighten and your mouth water. The The crust is, like, perfectly flaky and crisp on the top, and there's, like, a stew that's, like, creamy mm. and light in the middle, and you can see all of it. There are three large spoons set down beside each of them. I take the spoons, and I just push them off the table onto the floor. <laughs> <laughs> And, and then, and then I pick up a pie and like unhinge my jaw and just like, Start, like stick my face it in it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, um, so Angela's just like lapping up this pie, and it is fucking delicious. Oh yeah, it me. is. Yeah, it's really good. Hell yeah, I follow suit. <laughs> I pull this little like right out of my um, sleeve. It's like this little wooden spoon pops out. And it looks like it's like gnarled. It looks like kind of like a little tree root or whatever. But there's old like food stuck to it. <laughs> yeah, there's old food, and I just go to town on it. He ate two of them. I mean, I, mean, I, mean I, I ordered two pies for myself. I, you know, I'm kind of just chilling. Art's just chilling. I do not care if anybody else goes without pie because I'm going to eat two pies. So these pies are like <laughs> they are truly delicious. They are cooked all the way through, but not so hot they burn your tongue. It's good. It's real good, and it's perfectly made. And that oh crust God, is so I awesome. Fucking love and nothing has pie. made you more excited, Angelo, than that you ordered two of these. Okay. Yes, I will uh, take care of your taps here tonight. Hilda knows me, and as agreed and on the job sign, uh, any information that you bring back that proves true, and that proves that Morgantha is up to no good. I'll pay you each three hundred gold pieces. Hell Seems yeah. more than fair. Oh, okay. yeah. You got it. Totally. Deal. Absolutely. Could have paid me one. Do they have you know? liquor in this Could have paid me in pies. That's exactly. Yeah, he's got two whiskeys. <laughs> oh. Um, Did. I would like... Art had two whiskeys. <laughs> uh, I'd like a shot of whiskey as well. After I like pie. that you guys are getting super fucked up before Dude, you do this guy's job. Like, <laughs> <Hell> <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I'm just eating pie. Yeah. Mm, just so much pie. And you too. Okay, so Art and Jazz are getting a little drunk, and Angelo's eating pie. Art and Jazz, just because you guys are drinking more, I'm going to make you roll a constitution saving throw for me really quickly. 
17. Okay. Because I'm experienced. Yeah. Oh, 17. Whoa! <laughs> Shake each other's hands. Congratulations. Yeah. Uh, you guys are fine. You Dude, drink these and you're feeling, you're, feeling a, you're feeling a little bit, but like not so much that you can't walk to the next bar. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so like you guys are feeling good, but it's not the first time you've ever felt good. And so like you're able yeah. to, when you need to focus, you can. Uh, but you guys have a few more drinks after you've heard that this guy's going to take care of your tab. You like immediately oh, okay. go back yeah. to the bar. And I just wink it. I'm going to be like, when, we um, run marathons. Oh, yeah. When Jazz goes to the bar to order drinks, did, did Jazz, did you finish your pie? I did, but there's some scraping. I'm, I'm, I'm just like fully like just licking the <laughs> scrapings like on the, the table, yeah, like just, yeah, just head in the every, pan, every bite of it. Yeah, and so you're feeling good. Your stomach is full. You guys come back. You have your drinks. Uh, do you have a what, like a whiskey shot or another tankard of ale? I just took a whiskey shot. Okay, so you both have some whiskey shots. You clink them together, and mm-hmm. you shoot those suckers back. They're warm in your stomachs, just like that pie was as you were eating it. And like you guys are feeling really good. Your spirits mm-hmm. are lifted. You feel those needles on your skin pulling your smile up and into the air. You feel your skin warming up, as do your bones. The night is getting a little easier, and you are sure that this is going to be another easy adventure, another simple mystery for a simple person solved. Yeah. I'm sure we can find. What it. if we? What if we just? Follow her to where, like, when she leaves town, what if you just follow her? I wouldn't be opposed to that. Not Mm. to mention I can transform into goddamn animals. So I'd be able able to track her pretty easy. And I'm a fucking cat. Guys, I am excited about our mission, and I'd like to get going. I am the perfect level. Perfect level. Mm. Hell yeah. (laughs) Sayville. We're going to save your ass. We're going we gonna to make your pies like McDonald's. We're going to make you number one, baby. You're going to be Coca-Cola. You know what I'm saying? I don't even know what the fuck. He's I'm like, so I high. have no idea so what you're talking about. <laughs> and by the scrub and be like, all right, we're leaving. Right. You grab jazz well, by yeah. the moss and like... <laughs> <laughs> Let's go find this bitch. Yeah. Yeah. What do you what would you guys like to do? How would you like to do that? I would like to turn into a crow. <laughs> oh, I say y'all need something to say the safety word. The safety word is hippopotamus. And then <laughs> I turn into a crow. And I yeah. kind of like bat at him as he flies. <laughs> yeah. you, guys see, you guys see Jazzy jumps up into the air and as he does like tucks him to himself and this silhouette of a form turns into this crow <laughs> and you see the wings flap out you see a very big paw like a big black sock like there's a white paw and, and he goes and then this crow flies off and as you were flying up and into this cloud you were looking down into these streets you hear one of your companions go like as you're flying up but the wind up here is cold and it doesn't lift you like a lot of the hotter winds do you have to fight and flap your wings hard to stay up here you have changed shape uh, one of the two times that you can today and you've chosen to turn into a crow as you're up here you can see the peaks of these mountains all around this place you can see the moon is high above it like a giant silver coin in the sky and as you were looking I look for the other flocks of crows Okay, yeah, you want to go to the roof, like where all of I'd them like were. I'd like to go. These crows are still on the same spot. And as you were up here and on this place, these crows and ravens are littered on a bunch of these roofs. Yeah. But as you were flying over to, I'm assuming, the Blue Water Inn's roof? Sure. There's a little bit of a blood on here. Mm. There's a cat paw soaked in it that you can see, like, obviously printed into the top of this place. But you're sitting with them, and they're all calling, rah, rah, and then as you, like, sit down, they all look over to you, and you can see them doing the weird little bird flick head movement, look, like, looking over from the side. And I... Acting like the best high crow I can be, walk over and I'm like, ah, ah, fucking rough night. Looking at the, <laughs> the bloody paw print. Yeah, and the other crow's like, ah. and I'm like, 
<laughs> Hashtag goats. And then I look at the uh, other crows. I'm like, where is the food? <laughs> Bill Cosby <Ruby>. crow. <laughs> Bill Crosby. <laughs> Crosby. Oh my god. Uh, I tell the crows I'm like, <laughs> me, Bill Crosby. A Rudy! <laughs> a Rudy! Theo! <laughs> and all the other crows, like, they start like to flap their wings like they're gonna leave. <laughs> and I'm like, where's the food? Can you speak to animals? Yeah, if you're a crow. No, <laughs> no. that's not how chain shape works. You can do a spell, but you, only to... you can do it in. Yeah, you form. can't understand them because you still keep your same mind. I'd like to fly up and look around and see if I have a ra uh, raven in sight. Roll of nature. It's a nat 20. Really? Yes. So you fly up into the air, and you realize that on each of these roofs, there's a raven. There are many crows, and there's only one raven on each roof, no matter where you go. And it's easy to find, and here's why. When light, especially the silver coin moonlight, is hitting these birds, the crows have this blue sheen to their black feathers, but ravens have this purple sheen to their black feathers. And so you're able to find them very easily. And knowing that, like you could fly back down to any of these rooftops, and you could go directly to the raven that you're looking for. I know ravens are way smarter than crows. All the crows are very smart, and I would like to go and try to speak. And I go up, and I look at him, and my eyes get very big, and I'm staring into his eyeballs. I'm like, sup, bro? He's like, sup, bro? I'm like, hell yeah, I got one. <laughs> and I say, where's the lady with all the dank pies? I know you know where he, she is. And it says, lady with the pies? Do I, if I smell in the air, can I smell the pie cart somewhere? Yeah, you could try. You what could babe? The babe with the pies. <laughs> the babe with, what pies? The pies <laughs> with the arsenic. <laughs> Perception? Yeah. Then it's a 21. Okay, so with the Ooh. 21, you, you go to smell it with your little bird crow beak, and you're like, oh shit, I'm a fucking bird, and you take off up into the air to look for it, and only one block away from you, you see an old woman with this cart, and she's pushing it through town, and she's like, ah, Pies! Pies here. Minced meat pies. Delicious. They fill your stomach. They make you feel good. They keep your night going as long as you like, my loves. As Jazz is flying. She has a little lantern that's squeaking on this cart as she is pushing it. It is a white cart. The bottom of it is thick and heavy. You could presume that it has ingredients inside of it, but they're hot, steaming pies like sitting uh, on top of it. I want to eat more pies so bad. <laughs> you can see it coming off of it, but as she, this lantern is out, it, even though she's yelling out, Pies loves, come fill your stomachs. Have a good night. It seems there are already customers there buying pies from her fervently. And you can like see children, you can see adults, and they're all standing around this cart and they're buying <clears> these <throat> pies from her. As I'm flying over, soaring through the moonlight, I think to myself, yeah, I was a bird, and I could have just flown over and looked at her, but talking to animals is cool. And I'm just trying to keep up and follow you through the city. You guys can see me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm, I'm, following you I'm slinking around in the shadows. Yeah, that's I, totally. So you, you want to roll, guys, you guys, roll stealth? I'm not even yeah, rolling I'll, roll, I'll make a stealth roll. Since you guys kind of, we've been partying a lot in the mm -hmm. woods, and we've been on adventures for like a while, <laughs> you would know that when I see something oh, that we're sure. after that I start f circling in one spot Yeah, as a bird. Totally. Ooh, I like that. 18 for stealth. Yeah, you also... Um, so Angelo is like, man, I'd fucking love to eat another pie. And then the next thing you know, just like... I'm just kind of like, I'm just following her. I mean, I'm just okay. like, I'm, you know, here. Also, can I, I want to roll investigation on her cart. It's sure. If I see anything other than pies, yeah. anything yeah. weird. Yeah, please. Caleb dressed up, so he gets inspiration. That's a nat one for investigation. Yeah, you're looking at the cart, and you're distracted by the smells. It smells sort of like the pies you had earlier. Mm, God damn, so if that doesn't smell good. good. Um, cool. Well, I'm still just following her. Yep. 
Loaves, come get your pies. Uh, not many left now. Come get them while they're still hot, while they're still delicious. So, Could I? These pies are distracting as fuck. Uh, I uh, make like a, I can't. I guess I can't. Really, I like snap at Art so that he knows where I am. I know you are. I'm beside you. Buy one of the fucking pies. Buy the fucking pie. Buy, what? Bitch, buy a pie. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you want me to buy a pie? (laughs) (laughs) And and do you say that out loud? Yeah. She's like, "Ah, of course, my love. I have one left. It has your name on it. Oh. And then I'll be returning home after. Yes, I've sold out tonight already. And and then I look at him like, and then she'll be returning home after. Buy the fucking pie. Please buy the pie. Bill Bill Crosby hides in wait. And I'm like, after I hear please, I (laughs) kind of like put my shoulder side to side. And like (laughs) off in the distance, everybody kind of just hears a little... Also, Bill Cosby is an awful person, and we yeah. don't no, no, endorse no, we him. Do not we're making fun of him. We approve of making fun of awful people. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, anybody in jail you can make fun of. That's the that's the, that's the rule. That's the rule. So, are you buying a pie? Yeah. No. Yeah. Um, yeah. No. Yeah. You've yeah. obviously been very busy. Um, I'd love to get your last pie. Yeah. You walk up to this woman. She looks at you. Her hair is a gray mess on top of her head. Her skin is aged. Well, she is old. She has like leathery skin that has like the check marks mm-hmm. in it. You know what I mean? And they're like all across her. She has a big bulbous red nose. You can tell the cold has been touching it. The moonlight is silhouetting her. And as she turns to you, she smiles sweetly. And you can see this smile crack across her face. All of her teeth are not there. In addition to that, one of her eyes is hazed over. And it looks like it has, like, a cataract in it. But she looks at you with one brown eye, and she's like, Yes, my sweet, I have one pie left with your name on it. Four silver pieces, and it's yours. And you'll have an incredible night, a full stomach, and you'll remember me tomorrow. Um, I hand over the four silver pieces. Yeah, she hands you a pie. And I look her up and down, and I give her a little wink, and I use thaumaturgy, and I make my eyes, like... Sparkle, like sparkle gold, yeah. and I, yeah, I'm just like, thank you so much. She's like, oh dearie, I've never had anyone buy a pie for me like you before. You're exotic. I've never met anyone like me before. And then she she grabs she grabs the handles on her cart. She picks it up. She starts to wheel it away. You can hear the creaking, and the of this cart as she's pushing it through town. She's like, I best be on me way. Got many more pies to make, and I need a good night's rest to make them tomorrow. She picks up her cart, and over these cobblestones, she just... I So I look at... I look, I look up at Jazz, there. and I look over at Art, and I'm like, check out the fucking pie. And I'm like, and then I'm actively, like... I'm holding the pie. Focused... Following her, I know, but you're, check tra- it out. Oh, you're like, trying to look stop at it and follow her like, behind her. Yeah, I'm like, I'm, yeah. f- I'm following her. Yeah. So Angelo starts to follow behind her. I'm going to keep your same stealth roll for that, which okay. was really good, and uh, which was a 21, if I'm not mistaken. No, it was an 18. Yeah, 18, still good. And so you're like following her with the stealth roll, trying to figure out where she goes. And I would like to fly kind of up behind her as silently as I possibly can. Art ha- you're sitting there with this pie in this village, Garrigill, and as you were sitting in Garrigill, your companions have left. You sit here with this pie in your hands. I mean, there's nothing I can do to check out this pie. I mean, you can fucking look at it. Yeah, you just dump oh, yeah. Sorry, hand. Meta. It's <laughs> a fucking pie. I would like to investigate, like, the pie. Okay. 
Mm-hmm. 15. <laughs> investigate my pie. I'm going to investigate that pie. Yeah, with a 15, you would think that it does it does smell different. The, the, the crust is flaky and crispy like the other pies that you guys had at the Blue Water Inn. There is something different. There's a smell to it. And as it hits your nose, it doesn't like smell like food. You know how when something, like when you like mm-hmm. heat up a frozen dinner, there's sure. a smell to it? You're like, okay, I mean, fine. It's sort of like that. I can eat this. Can I roll nature yeah. on the smell? It is technically food. Yeah. And see if I recognize it as like yeah. a yeah. herb or whatever. Yep. Um, yeah, 13. Yeah, with a 13, uh, you smell it and you think that it's some sort of like meat or bone marrow, which people make stew out of all the time. Like it's a very common stew ingredient, but like something like bone or blood or something like that. Okay. Um, I'm just going to follow Angelo. Okay. Uh, yeah. And so as you all are walking, um, this old road transitions here as you guys are walking from being a windy path out of this village as this gate once more. You see Morgantha pick up her cart and she wheels it over this iron gate. She does not talk to the guards. Two of your friends, a bird flies over it, right? And then Angelo, like, up and over it, sneaks past it as the guards aren't looking and drops to the other side very gracefully. And as this is happening, this, like, mist pours into this gate. It is still the dead of night. You all can barely see and you're relying on moonlight and what little bit of torchlight this village is giving you. Even the light that silhouettes things that's coming out of the taverns and inns here. But as you walk behind this woman, her hair is crazy. There's a needle through her like massive gray hair. Jazz and Angela are both able to follow her easily as she starts to, all alone, she walks her cart in between these wolven heads on these spikes. These wolf heads are enormous. Their jaws are slack and blood is coating the pikes underneath them. But she very casually picks up her cart and she just like, (laughs) have a good night, everyone. And she like, picks her cart up and starts to roll it away the wheels like creaking and rolling away from this place she says, is everyone trying to follow this woman yes. to her home yeah totally and i'm gonna give myself a little pep talk okay um and i'm gonna touch my holy symbol which is this um uh withered piece of wood that looked like it had been hit by lightning okay um and i'm gonna like give my little phone talk and be just like fucking get your shit together and i'm gonna give myself guidance Okay, cool. And I'm going to roll stealth again with this. A nine, which is better. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So you actually don't think that she notices you as you guys are walking up to this place. Um, The road transitions here from this place, from being a winding path that goes through these mountains to a lazy trail that hugs the mountainside as you are following Morgantha and her cart up through here. As it descends into a fog-filled valley. In the heart of the valley, you see a walled town near the shores of a great mountain lake. You can see it far in the distance. Its waters are dark and they are still. A branch in the road leads west to a promontory atop which is perched a dilapidated stone windmill. Its warped wooden veins are stripped bare. And you can see it like up on this hill in the distance as she's pushing her cart up and toward it. And as it is moving in this very cold, biting wind, even in the silhouette of this mist, you can only see the like black silhouette of it. You can't see all of the details and the stonework and everything, but you can see those blades like. And you see them moving and it creates those. uh, You know how when the sun shines through clouds, it creates these angel rays of light that you can see all the way through. This is doing that with shadow, and you can see those, like, rays of shadow going through this mist, just, like, creaking and moaning and breaking as this wind is, like, forcing them to... And as they are crashing, you hear one last crash, and it is... The shut of a door as Morgantha goes inside of this windmill. 
Uh, I'd like to land on the top of it. Okay. And I would like to look around and see if um, if there's any like windows in the very top, mm-hmm. anything like that that I can look. The in onion domed in. roof of this place leans tw- leans forward into one side, as though trying to turn away from the stormy gray sky above all of you, almost as if it's ashamed. You see gray brick wall and dirt-covered windows on the upper floors. It's hard to see inside of them. A decrepit wooden platform encircles the windmill above a flimsy doorway leading inside, you think. Perched on a wooden beam above the door is a raven. It hops and squawks at you, seemingly agitated. As it, like, hops back and forth. It's like right above this doorway. You can see the moonlight shining on it, creating this purple sheen. And it looks at you with one eye and then the other. And it hops. And it goes, like, calling at you very aggressively. And I go, there's enough pie for everybody, Jesus. And I'd like to hop around to the opposite side of where he is. This raven, like, comes over to the perch. You hear his feathers, like, it lands right in front of you. And it looks at you closer this time. Its body is right beside yours, looking from eye to eye. Just like, can I, like, can I, like, whisper yell up to the top of the windmill? Yeah. Kill that bird. Shut it calling Shut, like, Shut that fucking thing like, up. As you were setting up here on the top of this thing. I'm just going to use Thaumaturgy and use the same, exact same calling that it does, but mocking. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you hear this Every other strange raven call coming out, and it's like, it's like... <laughs> And it echoes as it comes out and over top of all of you. Uh, this raven, like, flies up and off of it. You see these feathers fall off of it. It looks back to the building one more time. It looks back at all of you, and then it, like, flies into this mist that this moon is illuminating. This windmill's giant blade just like, um, Down at the bottom of the windmill, do we see, like, any entrance other than, like, the main entrance? Um, you could roll an investigation. Let's do it. Did I notice anything weird about that? I'll roll an insight. Anything off about that bird? Okay. It was... Um, Fuck yeah, something's off about that bird. Yeah, all, all these birds. <laughs> one per roof. That's weird. Yeah. Insight 15. Yeah, with the 15, you think that this other bird was trying to warn you. Yeah. It was, it, was, it was calling a warning out to you. And, like, when birds are doing it, they act in sentries. Crows do it, but ravens are very good at it. They act in sentries, and they warn other birds. And this bird was absolutely warning you. It was not coming to alert anyone else. It was alerting you. It was talking to you, and it was telling you to leave. And as this like other call like comes out and over top of it, it flies away. And for just a brief moment, it looks back at you. It looks to the sky in front of it and it flies off into this mist where you can no longer see it. That you were positive that this thing is flying toward the village you were at. And it was like giving you a warning. Crows can speak like in real life. Mm-hmm. So Hello. my vocal cords would be able to communicate with the guys like I can speak. <laughs> Fucking whatever, dude. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Rudy, a Theo. And I fly down to the guys and I'm like, oh, children, let me tell you about what I encountered. There was a raven on the roof and he seemed frightened. Jello chocolatey pudding. He told me to tell you. Theo and I put my bird wing on on uh, Angelo Angelo's shoulder. Be really careful and watch your drinks. <laughs> um, did you roll an investigation for me there, Angelo? I did. It's a ten. Yeah, with the ten, you think there's only one way in. 
you could maybe climb up on the top of this with Jazz's information, but you think the main entrance is this only door. There are these like wooden walkways around the very top of this building. Excuse how, me. How high? Uh, it's about 30 feet up. 30? Yeah. As you're walking up to this place, you only see the one door. You do notice that there is a window on the other side of this place from the door that you were looking at. And it seems like there's one, two, three all the way up and that there's a wooden walkway like 30 feet up uh, at that top third window. I'm going to climb up there. I'd like to go land on the um, on the walkway okay. with him. Yeah, so you land up there. There is this crow up there with you. It stinks of CBD oil. <laughs> I, I know that this crow is my friend, but I really want to kill it. So I'm gonna. I'm on this walkway. I'm gonna look around for. Yeah, I'm gonna try to find a window that I can open. Yeah, as you're on this walkway, you are looking around. There is a window, and above you, there's that onion domed ceiling of this windmill. Those blades are right beside you. Their shadows are casting like really dramatically over you, covering your entire body as they move. And as you're up here, you hear some strains like, and in the distance, you also hear something like this. <laughs> Uh, but these are moving around you. Uh, you can roll an investigation for me to see uh, what you see in this window, because there is a window. Uh, roll perception, actually. Right. Um, it's a 14. Perception. Yeah, with a 14, you look into this window, and as you do, dancing around a thick wooden gear shaft in the center of this cramped circular room are two ugly young women wearing silk shawls and gowns of stitched <laughs> material. Long needles stick out of their tangled mops of black hair, and the woman cackle with glee as they walk around this room. Their arms are interlinked, and they're just laughing <laughs> as they dance around one another. The light of the moon is pushing through and being diffused and softened through this mist that is hanging around the top of this place, and you can see their silhouettes dancing around. You can see the light casting their shadows long and onto the wall. In... Uh, and you notice that there is a closet on the other side of the room from them. But other than that, there are a few like crates and barrels around them. But in the middle of this floor, it's a very small room. They have their arms linked and they're dancing around one another. They have similar features to the woman that you saw Morgantha selling pies in the village. Like if I were to open a window, they would fucking notice. Uh, they might. They would. Right. Um, is there is there another... Like There's nothing floor. to walk on above you. Like only this onion-shaped dome that sits above you. The building is very phallic for what it's worth. And okay. In the there's room, an onion-shaped dome on the top. In of it. the room, are is there like stairs going down? Yeah, there are. There are stairs that seem to uh, lead down from here. Can I like? I just want to like try to like very quietly like crack the window. Uh huh. Real stealth. Oh, shit. Should have dressed up. Mod 20. Nice. So, like, as you open this, you go to, you hear it. Yeah, you hear the window against it, and then you you feel where that tension's coming from. You put pressure on the other end of it, and then just really quietly, as a gust of wind is blowing through, you just open this window as it does. You have a way into this building now. So, there are multiple windows, right? Mm -hmm. There's one window per floor. One window per floor. Oh, there's only one window. I kind of like gesture uh to jazz like like fly the fucking fly in and I, I just fly down and I swoop in and I'm like joyously flying around them and they can tell I'm having a good time with them I think uh what are you trying to do I'm just going to fly around and just like come Inside? in to yeah I'm going to I'm just going to fly around 
and just fly over them and they look up at little Bill Crosby. Oh, you're inside. Yeah, I'm coming in. I just look I just look yeah, like a little bird that just like randomly yes. flew like, like, in. Get in. And I'm like because I'm assuming they're fucking weird witches or something like that. So I'm just going to be like, I'm spooky. I'm a bird. I'll fly in and be their little friend. Okay. And I'm just like circling around and they could tell I'm joining the party. Advantage since you're a bird. Oh, geez. 15. Yeah, with the 15, you think that they are just dancing around one another. And I'll give you a little more specific description. In a rotting wooden closet, um, you notice that the door is open and there are three crates stacked on top of one another. Next to the closet is a heap of discarded clothing. All of the clothing articles seem really small. A ladder climbs to I think a wooden trap door. In these pies, you get a, a ladder climbs up to a wooden trap door in the nine foot high ceiling. A moldy bed with a tattered canopy stands nearby. Do I smell dead babies? <laughs> you smell iron in the air. Do they seem bothered by me flying around them? They don't. That's weird. They are high as shit. And at, like in the window, I'm like, let us in. I fly over <laughs> to the door. Is there a downstairs door? Yeah, there's two. There's two floors. There's a main down. door. Yeah, yeah. I fly over to it, and so you're gonna try. I well, I'll, I try to fly over to it, and um, you're gonna try to go down to the bottom floor and open the main door. I'm just gonna land on the door handle. You're flying down. Oh. You're this. Bill Crosby, and you fly past this old woman, and as you do, there's a haggard, heavy-set old woman with a face as wrinkled as a boiled apple. She is sweeping Uh the floor, pushing around a few old bones and stirring up a cloud of white dust with her broom. As you walk by, she just reaches out, and you notice that it is Morgantha, and she's just like, as you like fly past her. You fly to the ground floor. It has been converted into a makeshift kitchen, but the room is filthy. Baskets and old dishware are piled everywhere, adding to the clutter in and like adding to all this clutter. There is a peddler's cart, a chicken coop, a heavy wooden trunk and a pretty wooden cabinet with flowers painted on all of its doors. In addition to the clucking of the chickens, you hear toads croaking like all throughout this room. The sweet smells of pastries blend horridly with a stench that burn your nostrils. The awful odor comes out of an open, upright barrel in the center of the room. Warmth issues from a brick oven against one wall and a crumbling staircase that you just flew down ascends the wall across from it. Shrieks and cackles from somewhere higher up cause the mill to shudder as you hear these like... The whole mill seems to like under them as this happens. But you do land on the door handle, and as you do, you realize that it was unlocked the whole time, and you guys could have probably just opened it. No, I fly around the room and see if I see any baby I'm, parts. I'm still up on that uh, that landing up there, and mm-hmm. I'm watching the uh, the other two women, and I'm just kind of like just like discreetly like licking the window as I'm. And I you being them. a window and I'm like in the forest, basically, just like waving my hands and like voguing, and I'm like, what the fuck's happening? Like, what do I do? And then you see the door like, I'm and there's like, a crow on it. It flies into the room, and then up on the top, the lights coming out of it. You see your friend Angelo sitting and watching these women licking the window. Yeah, I grab perfect little toes into the door. Into the little handle thing, mm-hmm. and I just kind of flap a little bit. But as I'm flapping, just like I'm flapping for fun, I'm also trying to pull the door open a little bit. 
Okay. You're opening it for your teammates to come in? Mm -hmm. Yeah, you do open it. It's unlocked. Cool. <laughs> like, they didn't lock this door. And as you open it, a little bit of this mist starts to pour in. But the warmth of the oven that is cooking these pastries, it just pushes this mist back out. And you can smell these pies, and they smell so good. But you do open this door. Angela, you're sitting on the third story. Art, you were standing out in the forest. You see some light come from within this place, this golden light like a fireplace. And it does illuminate this mist that's all around you. The gold from the inside of this place and the silver from the moon make this mist look really interesting in front of you. You can hear small cackles <laughs> coming uh, from this place. So the door's opening? Yep. I'm going to use Disguise Self. Okay. I'm going to turn myself into a little girl. Whoa. And I'm going to kind of like run toward the building and kind of like push open the door and just be like, I'm so lost. <sighs> Yo. <laughs> Please help me. Inspiration, Inspiration for you. And as you do this, you push this door open and, and all the laughing that's upstairs <laughs> stops. And even it seems like even the blades on the windmill come to a, a, to, to a halt. Oh, you're the pie maker. Would you please help me? And she comes down. And she's like, yes. Hello. What, you, you look so lost. Come over to the fire. Eat a pie. Have some. Have some. I'm not really hungry. You're I'm standing just here. So scared. Um, Art, or sorry, Jazz, are you still here? Oh, I'm sitting on the door handle. You're sitting on the door handle and like calling out. You know your friend is right behind you. I'm a haggard, heavyset old woman, Morgantha, with that big bulbous red nose. She like walks in her hair in a mess with a needle mm -hmm. through it, and she walks over to you. She puts her hands on your shoulders, and uh, there's dirt. There are like dirt caked windows behind you, most of which are taken up by millstone collecting under these like wooden gear shafts that seem to go up further into this place. This oven is creating this heat, and these pastries fill your nostrils. And she's like. Child, you are meant for so much more than starvation. What's your name? Artemisia. Oh, it's such a pretty name. And, and what does a little girl like you find herself doing out here? Did your parents send you? Is that why you're here? Like I asked them to, correct? No, I mean, they just asked if I could just like look for some mushrooms in the woods and I got lost and I just saw the lights and I was so scared. In this particular part of the forest, I just was following my nose. You hear the crow giggle. And so, and so. And I'm going to look over and I'm going to like flash a gold eye for just a second at the crow. Okay. <laughs> but you like see her, you see, you yeah, do yeah. see her stiffen when you say, no, they didn't send me here. I chose this place. She stiffens a bit and she looks at you and she's like, then why are you here? Because I was so scared. It got so dark so quick. It was the only light I saw. Oh. I know that you help. The, you've been selling pastries and everyone's talking about your pastries. And she's like, oh, my dear, my dear, calm down, calm down. We have warmth here. We have food here. You are well taken care of. You have family here tonight, if nothing else. Come upstairs with me. These pies are, and she walks over to this oven. She opens it. You can see this heat, like pouring out of it. You can hear the creaking of the windmill beginning again above you. She shuts them. She shuts this oven and she says, 10 more minutes, my dear, but come upstairs with me. 10 more I minutes to what? Uh, to warm food, to a blanket, to a fire. I have to wait? Just come upstairs. You will find home here. Family, food, warmth. Upstairs doesn't change time. Uh, true enough. I'm scared now. My dear, you have nothing to be afraid of. My name is Morgantha. I know who you are. 
Ah, of course. You mentioned my pastries before. I'm not dumb. No one said you were. My dear, come upstairs. Have something to eat. I'm not hungry. I said that. Then what would you like? Walk me home. Ah, I am working tonight, dear. The pies will burn if I walk you home. Just wait for them to finish. Come upstairs with me. Um, I'm going to look over my shoulder and I'm going to like... Shoulder, like... I want the car to be on my shoulder. Like, I want you to come with me. Like, can like... I flutter over. And immediately before you land, she like swats her hand out of you and she's like, Filthy bird! And That's like, not nice! Oh, babe! <laughs> And she does. She does. Oh, speaks. As you as you as you say, that's not nice. She does grab you by the clothing in front of, like, by your the clothing on your chest, and she pulls you up. And she's like, "If you want warmth and you want food, you will obey my rules and stop acting up. Come upstairs now." That's and not nice. As she says this, you see her eye that has like that cataract over it look at you, and she begins to sing to you. And she says, "Come." And I upstairs. put my fingers in my ears, uh, and I go la 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 la. And as you do, she screams out, and she's like, Daughters! Come down and see this girl. And with this, we're going to enter initiative really quickly. Okay. As she, like, grabs your arm and tries to pull you up these right. stairs. Art, what did you get? A five. Oh, my God. Angelo? Four. Holy <laughs> shit. Jazz? What's uh, what's the initiative bonus your on It's your dex. Oh, uh, I rolled a Four, five, six, seven. Ooh, better for than us. All right, as this is all happening, she grabs you. This crow is up in the air. She swats at it, and she's like, come with me, dear. You have much to learn. And she, like, pulls you really violently up and toward this. And as this is happening, you hear footsteps upstairs. And, Angelo, you were sitting outside of this. You see these two women. They perk up. And they leave. They turn and they walk toward the stairs and they start to leave down them. Um, and as they do, Jazz, you were up. I would like to tangle my feet in the lady's hair. Yeah, she has this mop of hair. Uh, you're going uh, to try to tangle your feet in there to do... Uh, just to freak her the fuck out and okay. distract her. This crow comes in and is flapping its wings. Its feet are like hair first and they like wrap up in this woman's hair. And as they do, uh, roll up. Uh, persuasion for me. I you guess. know in Army of Darkness when the book like is flying back to him, to him and it like gets on the back of his head and he's like ah, ah! that's exactly what I want to happen. Uh, 19. Yeah with the 19 you get your hair in there and she's like away beast away! She's like don't And as she does this Angelo you are up. And so I'm going to throw open the window and like just like hop yeah. in. Yeah, you were inside of this room and as you do, in a rotting wooden closet you see these three crates. They are stacked on top of one another with small doors set into them, actually. Next to the closet is a heap of that discarded clothing. All of it looks really small. Um, there's a ladder that leads up to a trap door above you that you were able to spot earlier. Um, a moldy bed with a tattered canopy stands nearby and what were you asking? How far did they get down the stairs before I... Uh, they're, like, almost all the way down them. 30 feet away from you each. Look at the the closet with the crates, and I'm like... Uh, 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 uh. And I, I'm going to run down the stairs toward okay. the, the two... I am chasing these two ladies. Mm-hmm. Um, am I, I... Am I able to catch up to them? Uh, yeah, it, it, like, if you're dashing, you're able to catch up to them. You also have cats. Yeah. So I'm going to, yeah. Um, I am going to dash to catch up to them. Okay. And then I'm going to use my action surge to still have a full action. Okay, sure. 
Um, so I'm going to catch up to this one here and I'm just going to, I pull out, I have a shield and a morning star and I'm just going to fully just like try to whack her in the back of the head with this <laughs> morning star. Okay. Uh, 17 to That's hit. That's a hit. Cool. And then... Ten damage. Not holy shit for real. Yeah. Yeah. So you come running down. You get this cat who's been like super lazy and has socks and mittens comes uh, running down. Oh, but he'll fuck you up. He'll yeah. make you bleed. <laughs> Pulls his morning star. You can hear this like even both of you down on this thing. She's like, daughters, come to me. And she like grabs you, um, or by your arm. And as she's mm-hmm. pulling you, you just hear this like this thud, and then just like. <laughs> Whack! <laughs> and then, like, as you have this wacky, this woman, like, <laughs> like, like a slow scream. smile like, yeah. over my lips. The woman downstairs, she turns and she looks at you, Art. And as she does, she goes, Oh, you will not escape from here. And as she does, she reaches her hands up. You blow. Uh, you need belt. to make a wisdom saving throw, Art. 18. Yeah, with an 18, you feel her, like, whisper to you. She's like, Hold still. And then she says, hold still. You feel your limbs start to, like, up against the side of your body. She goes to pick you up. You were able to fight that off, and you break out of this thing. You are looking at her, and interestingly enough, it is your turn. <laughs> I'm going to look up at her and be like, oh, you should have just taken me my parents. And then I'm going to break loose from my disguised self, and I'm going to... Erupted my magnificent, magnificent self, hey, and I'm hey. going to um, pull. I have my spear out, and I'm going to try to full on just stab her in the throat, and I'm going to uh, do inflict wounds. Nice. What? Ooh, and it hits. Oh, um, what is it? Twenty-three. That's a hit. Oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ. Uh, so I get to do. It's so much damage. It's yeah. crazy. Uh, yeah. Um, what is it? Like, what do you roll? Inflict wounds. Uh, it's on a hit. It's three d ten necrotic damage. Jesus Christ! I That's never had that. Is that a crazy? Is that a wizard? No, no, it's like it's a, a cleric. Yeah, it's a cleric spell. It's so you essentially get your god's like will into your hit and just like yeah, fucking damn, knock dude. someone out of the park All with right, that shit. So That's insane. Nine. Yeah. <laughs> on your regular hit, eight. What the seventeen five. Uh, nice. and twenty three. Yeah. Holy shit. And so, yeah, I'm going to just, like, break out of my childhood stance, and she's got her hands around my belt buckle, because yeah. that's where she thought my shirt collar was. And I'm going to, like, give her my good old wink with my golden eyes, and I'm going to take my spear, and I'm just going to shove it at her throat. Yeah. And inflict wounds. Yeah, and as you do, you, like, cast this, and sh- and you do see this, um, Jazz, as you were looking out, and as the spear connects, you see this light just, like, for a second... Like burst out of it, and it's this black smoke as it comes through, and it's like it seeps in out at first, and then it's like drawn back into that wound that your friend is able to create, and she just like screams out and says like, "You are no child. You think you can trick me and my sisters? Bad day for you. You will die before you leave this place. We'll see." And as she says this, one of the women they turn around, their hands are out, and she says. Don't disgrace the coven. And you hear this crackle in the air, this 
and this blue light appears between both of her hands. She stretches it out like jello, and it just like up toward you, this lightning bolt just like slams up these stairs. Both of you underneath see this light illuminate so brightly you can't see for a moment. And then this like thunder is resonating off of this place. Uh, you need to make a dexterity saving throw for me, Angelo. It's a seven. Yeah, that does not save. <laughs> I got hit. I'm hit. Yeah, that's for 21 damage. There's this thing just like cracks through Jeez. you. And like you just hear this thing like crack up the stairs. <laughs> and as it does, you just hear this like. <laughs> and you just hear these two women like. <laughs> as they're like laughing about that's it. That's right. I'm about to hit you in the face. You see another, the other woman, like she stands still and she turns around and she looks to you, uh, the purple miniature up there. And she says, be still. And she holds her hand up and clenches her fist. And uh, you need to make a wisdom saving throw. She told me to be still. Fuck this bitch. What'd you roll? Um, I rolled a three. Yeah, that's bad. Oh, yeah. And so as this is happening, this lightning cuts through you. This other one says, be still. She holds her hand out. And for just a second, that flash as that lightning is hitting. You think uh, that just for a second, Angelo, as this light is like flashing and protruding out, they look different. And as they're looking up at you, they have this black tousled hair with these needles through them. But as this light is shining through this room so brightly, it burns your eyes. And as you're being held, you see these two horns coming from their heads. You see this big, thick mound of hair on top of them. You see a wrinkled face looking at you menacingly with this purple skin. And then they look like these two old women again. But you, your arms are pulled up at your side, your mouth, you can't move it. And you are sitting at the top of these stairs with these two women like looking back to you. Jazz, you were up. Uh, I untangle my feet from the lady's hair and I start flying around the room. And as I'm making a wide circle, um, the, the witch lady, like out of the corner of her ear, just hears penny for your thoughts. (laughs) And then uh, the bird will come (laughs) directly towards her and be like, if you thought it was weird that that little girl wasn't a little girl. You're going to shit your pants when you see this. And then I return to my regular gnome cabbage form. Yep. And <laughs> I pull two flaming scimitars out. Yes. And I'm about to fuck this bitch up. <laughs> Flame blade. Is that a bonus action? Or a, it's I a think, bonus action to light them. Yeah. yeah. And so I just roll to attack. Try to fuck her up. So 17. Then you roll your scimitar damage okay. plus 3d6. So my Which is sim- fucking insane. Our so damage crazy. is what? Two, three, what are you? And two. Fifteen. Yeah, fifteen damage total. It's the fire damage is mm-hmm. roll. And so as you come out, you like come out of this crow form, these feathers like And I do this in, in midair. And then yeah, and then as you're coming toward her, the feathers that are coming off of you turn into these scimitars. And as you're flying toward her in this place, they light on fire. And just like fucking rushing toward her. You hit her with these and she screams out and she just says, my darling, get down here now! As like you're hitting her with these and with that, Angelo, you were up. Dude, Jazz Cabbage is You so are paralyzed awesome. though. Your arms are at your side. Can I do anything to not be paralyzed? Yeah. At the end of your turn, you can try to bust out of that shit. Um, you see this like, exp- this flame like... This light come from it from downstairs, and as this happens, uh, you hear her scream out, My coven! And they both look back down the stairs toward her, and she says, Come to me! And as she says this, both of their defenses are lowered. 
they turn around and look behind them at the stairs, and you're just like sitting here with your arms at your side. I want to, yeah, try to sort of muscle my way out of this paralysis. Okay, roll another wisdom saving throw. Why does it got to be wisdom? 18. 18 is a success. And so as they turn around, you see their concentration break for just a second, and you rip your arms off your side. You're looking to them, um, but you can't do anything else on your turn. She looks to you, Jazz, and as uh, this older woman does, as Morgantha looks out and to you, you see just for a second she wavers. Almost as if it's like a heat wave in front of her, like a mirage. And you can see her image and her visage waver. And as she looks to you, you see these skulls at her side. Their bones are, like the jaws of them are chattering. There are little tiny orange lights in their eyes as they look out to you like... She's in this blood red dress. She has this purple skin, these horns that come out of it. And she goes, take this. And then you see her just for a second turn back into that humanoid form. She holds her hand out to you. A black beam of energy springs from her fingers toward you. And uh, you need to... Dex. Oh. Holy shit. As she does this, it hits the wall behind her. And it pushes her back and onto the floor. Bam! She, like, hits her back and she screams out. She's like, my coven! And you see these black (laughs) beams of energy innervating from her fingers. She goes to stand up, but she is not quick enough. She is prone. I'd recognize that one anywhere. Yeah, (laughs) as she sits prone, Art, you are up. Um, Can I, where I am, can I see up the stairway to... um, Not, I was going to say Patches, but Angelo, Angelo. Um, Angela Merkel. Angela Merkel. You're able to see Angela feet, like, Merkel. coming and coming toward you, yes. I can, all right, so it's about 30 feet? Yeah. Angela Merkel. <laughs> um, <laughs> cool. I'm going to kind of move around this uh, prone body, uh, probably about 10 feet forward, okay. uh, so I can get a better view of um, my good old cat friend. Meow. And I'm going to uh, touch my... Uh, charred wood piece uh, holy symbol and I'm going to invoke duplicity. An exact duplicate of myself appears beside Interesting. Yeah, beside him. Um, beside and I Angelo? Can, yeah, beside Angelo. <sighs> yeah. Um, looks exactly like me and I can use my spells through it. No shit. Yeah. And I'm what going, are you? What's your cleric class? Trickster. That's cool. That's really That's awesome. cool. Um, and then I'm going to uh, for my actual action um, use Cure Wounds because that was a bonus action. You were a very on yourself? trickster. No, on Angela. Yeah, Angela ain't looking good up there. It's 1d8. All right, cool. Oops. That was very sneaky role play with the little girl thing. You recover eight. That was really good. That was awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Anything else, Art? Oh, my God. Thank you. Um, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm going to look thank down you. at the witch who's prone and just like frown at her. bitch as you look down at her you see this other form of yourself Uh, Angela you see it beside you you've seen it before these dark shadows are pulled almost from where the light doesn't touch and this mist and this dust from them just like comes up beside you and as it does you are healed and you feel better and your arms are at your side and you are reaching for your weapons a javelin if I'm not mistaken it's a morning star a morning star and so as this is happening you feel rejuvenated you feel your wounds close up a bit and you grit your teeth and you look and as you're looking out to these women they're running down and you see this form beside you they both look back actually only one looks back to you and as she looks back to you they look like these two old women and she goes 
And she holds her hand out, and as she does... <laughs> 26, how many health points do you have left? 31. No shit. What? You feel no, sleepy, your eyelids get heavy, and as they do, yes. nicely, hey, yo, yeah. you just saved his ass. And so as she tells you, yes. you feel like your knees buckle and you feel your eyelids get heavy, but you grit your fucking teeth and you stand up through this. And then in it, like as soon as this as soon as like the tiredness hits you and you almost buckle and fall to your knees, you grit your teeth and you look at her and you stay standing strong. And in that same moment, that tiredness just passes you. And you're like, and I even like naps. Yeah, you're like, and I like, love cats. I particularly naps. love naps. <laughs> the other one, uh, she continues running down these stairs. It and must be as three in the morning. she runs down these stairs, <laughs> she sees Art. And mm-hmm. as she looks at you, Art, she comes at you with her claws extended. She jumps down from these stairs at you. And she is going to roll. She jumps off of these stairs and she goes to hit you. And there's like a banister that curves around these stairs and her head like hits it. And you you see her Death legs. Death becomes her. You see, like her down legs, the stairs. <laughs> you see her legs come out from under her and her body just like hits the ground underneath that. And as she does, she screams out. Like, and as she does, there are two witches standing here in front of you. Both of them are prone. Jazz I want to, like, up. point at the woman uh, you, who's prone. Is, yeah, beside the someone. stairs where she is and prone. Oh, my God. This is so That is good. two witch net ones. <laughs> that is fucking hilarious. Oh, so good. I look at the first witch. I am, like, deep guffawing. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah. Jazz <laughs> thinks this is really funny, too. He's, like, laughing at it. <laughs> then you just see the... Um, Jazz giggles for a minute. He looks at these witches laying on the ground like, wow, these they they should stick to bacon pies. And, <laughs> and, and he walks over to the one, the first one that's prone, and his scimitars are still both lit up, and he just looks oh, dead into the one lady's eyes and just goes, don't fall asleep. And then he is just going to chop right at her neck. Okay. The, uh, you're like going to roll main, advantage because the main she's one? prone. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the one who had you. Can I use my inspiration too? Yep. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> it's a melee spell attack. So it's like a two of five and a six. Okay, so 14, 14. Yeah. You come in with this and these scimitars come down. You're like, don't fall asleep. And as you come down with them, almost unnaturally, you see her form shift. Like like this weird liquid putty and you see this horrifying Alex fiend Mack. of a woman. Yeah, basically. This horrifying <laughs> fiend of a woman is looking up at you and as these scimitars come down, you're aiming at this old humanoid woman, like just very human, and they miss her. Like they go through her skin and then right beside that you see this like fiendish looking woman looking up to you and she says really quickly, you won't leave here alive. Does the fire and, burn her at all? Uh, nope, not if you don't hit. Uh, Angelo, you're up. So, like, have you ever seen a cat that, like, you know that it's about to attack you and it knows <laughs> that it's about to attack you and it's just fucking staring at you with this look <laughs> that is just like, yeah, yeah, butt wiggling, <laughs> just like tail twitching and just like this fucking... Pupils getting larger. Yeah, pupils <laughs> like getting larger and smaller and larger. Like, so this one witch that's still on the stairs, that's that's how I'm looking at her. Um, and I'm just going to hit the holy shit out of her with my morning star. Dude, have you guys <laughs> we'll seen see. this? So is 17 to hit. 17 to hit? Oh, yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah. I love a cat with a morning star. <laughs> <laughs> I had a, first of all, I had a whole backstory about how he got like a cleric weapon and like a shield and stuff. I love it. Anyway, uh, that's a seven. That's seven damage. Yeah, so you guys hear this like, 
and then you hear this metal thing just fly out, and you can hear the chain like, and it just like hits the back of this woman as she turns and she looks over her shoulder toward you. As she does, this woman who is on the ground and in front of Art and Jazz, she begins to stand up as these flaming scimitars hit beside her head and cling off of the ground. As she does... The original lady? Yes. Okay. As she does, she holds her hands up, and she says, My parents, And as she holds her hand up, she is going to... Goddamn! Good. That's 25. Is anyone below 25? Hell no. Are you serious? Yeah. Yeah, so she says, my pets, <laughs> rest. And she sits on the ground. She does not go to stand up, and she puts her hands in front of her. <coughs> that burned my nose. And as she does this, you guys both get sleepy just a little bit, but you stand your ground above her. And she's like, sleep! And neither of you do. No. Mark, you are up. And I'm like, kind of bend over and put my hands on my knees and just kind of like chuckle. <laughs> 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 just like, oh, this yeah. is so fun. <laughs> and I am going to <laughs> um, keep my duplicate up near Angelo, but with my bonus action, I'm going to cast Spiritual Weapon. Whoa. Wow. Whoa. You know. You know. Crazy that way. <laughs> And as my <laughs> spiritual weapon comes into coalescence. <laughs> nice. That's the sound it makes. Is a can cracking. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah. I'll do it the one, the main girl. 23 to hit. That's a hit. And that is 11 damage that's radiant. So, yeah, just a beer can crushing against her forehead. Yeah. <laughs> You guys see it come in and just crush, and she screams, and you do see some blood start to trickle out of her mouth as she's sitting here on the ground, attempting to stand up. She puts her hands behind her, and she says, I just came to feed the people of this village, and the people of Garagil need to eat. And she gets up, and then all of a sudden, you guys just see art, like this spiritual <laughs> weapon of forms. It's a cylindrical shape, and just like crushes on her head and you see her head hit the back and as it hits the floor she's like fine then, then we'll do it your way um and behind you as you were standing here angelo this woman who whose attention you have she turns back and looks at you and for just a second you see this green ichor appear around her hands this windmill is like turning around you still and in these windows you can see these blades like and that silver moonlight's coming through, and it, consist- it like consistently is casting the shadow. But you see this green start to like pull from her hands, almost like it's putty. As she looks to you, she casts it out, and that is a 19 to hit. It is a hit. And as it does, this <laughs> green ichor slams into you from her hands. She is going to do six damage to you as it hits. You Whatever. need to make a constitution saving throw. It's a nat one. Oh, shit. Ah. You are absolutely poisoned. I've been doing some that once. Yeah, as you were walking away from this, a poison creature has disadvantage on attack rolls and ability checks, and you have this condition until the end of your next turn. So you take that damage, and then you just feel this nausea, like, like, sit in, and you think that, like, maybe three pies was too many, 
as this is like settling into your stomach. And on the other side of it, this other woman comes down. You see the same green ichor, this light coming off of the stairs. She actually fell and hit her head and is on the floor. Yeah. She goes to stand up and she uses half of her movement to do so. As she is standing up, she looks over toward Art. And as she does, this green ichor comes from her hands and she says, Be still, child. And this green ichor flies out. That is, that's a natural 20. Okay. So you're going to take 24 damage. Woo! 24 poison damage Woo! as it slams Woo! into you from the top of the stairs. <laughs> Girl. All right. Where does that put you at? Seven. Make um, a constitution saving throws. Hey, I am. Um, I'll do that, and then I'm, I have something to do in retaliation. Oh, nice. Um, Woo! Uh, 14. 14 is a success. Excellent. Um, you and don't I, get sick? Uh, yeah, so this bitch who just hits me with his green nicker, I'm going to be hit by, and I am going to just, like, you can almost see my skin grow deeper and redder, and my eyes start glowing gold, and I'm going to cash Hellish Rebuke. Okay. Is that uh, a reaction? So she needs to make a deck save. It's, yeah, it's a reaction. That's a nine. It fails. Nice. Okay. So it is a 3D10. Damage? Yeah. Holy fuck. So 10, 4, and then that's a... Wait, wait. One. A 1. Okay. So 15. Yep. Got it. And then this hits. That's and as fire, you guys see this, this green ichor hits your friend Art. And as it does, you see it like encompass his body. And then it's almost like it gets sucked back in. <sighs> And then rechanneled back up to this, and you see this woman just like, yeah, like as it like hits her spell and throws her hands back. You see her shaking this off. Jazz, you are up as this is happening. I uh, it's even your turn. <laughs> I look at the the ladies on the ground, and I'm like, scimitars, I love you. And can I just say it's really funny <laughs> that one of one of Jazz's. Spells is produce flame so he can light his joints. <laughs> um, he has flaming scimitars and produce flame, so he's like, I'm gonna get blitzed. Uh, but he's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna retire these babies, and he blows out the uh, the fire, that and he puts disappears. his thing back in, and then um, you see Jazz look up to the the moonlight oh, that is uh, coming down through. He's like. I'm going to take this glorious moon power to potentially enhance my can of whoop-ass I'm opening up on these bitches. <laughs> and he's going to fucking cast uh, Moonbeam. Moonbeam is such a good spell. Yeah, baby. 19 plus 5 is Holy shit. 24 is a hit. Yes, yeah. Moonbeam. Moonbeam such a cool spell. It's such a cool it's spell. It's a fucking sweet spell and nobody ever has it. Like only Druids can get it. We don't play with Druids because we don't like people yeah. who are That nice. explain why I yeah. see it very much. Um, <laughs> so, um, a silvery beam of pale light shines down on a five-foot radius. 40-foot high cylinder centered on a point of within range until the spell ends. Dim light fills the cylinder. When a creature enters the spell's area for the first time on a turn or starts its turn there, it's engulfed in ghostly flames that cause searing pain, and it must make a constitution saving throw. It takes 2d10 radiant Roll 2D10. damage. Nice. On a fail. Holy fuck, that's a failed con save, by the way. And who are you directing this at? At the, the main lady that's okay. on the ground. Can you move it out? Uh, no. Eight and ten. 
18? Yes. How do you... Okay, so the, the clouds yes. separate, this mist separates almost into a cylinder. You see this air, like, form around it. And as it does, this light pours into this place. And you guys are like, oh, my God. The fog and the mist here have been concealing the moon. But then all of a sudden, this beam just, like... Like shoots into this place. How do you kill this woman? You just see like it's kind of weird because as the moonlight hits her, <laughs> these like green and purple flames start just like eating her away, and she's like burning it with moonlight. Okay, yeah, and you just see her like, yeah, and she just like slamming against the floor, and she goes to stand up, and for just a second you see this form, this horrifying form, and as she stands up, it's like her skin melts away, and like this light reveals her. Because here's the fun part. Moonbeam will undo any shape-shifting. Am I, am I incorrect in saying oh, that? I, I think you're right. Yeah, a shape-shifter makes a saving throw with disadvantage. If it fails, it also... And as you see this reverse. happen, this beam just, like, That's comes amazing. over her. And as it comes yes. over her, you see her humanoid skin melt away. You see these horns come over her head. You see these skulls light up on her belt oh, around her. You see cool. a small blue flame. You see this big, mean... Maw smiling out at you as it melts away her facade and she screams out and the last thing you hear her say is my pies <laughs> and then she's like eradicated from this room and then you hear this echo in this room and she says my coven and this moonbeam just like totally turns her into dust. Art, you were up. Yeah, no, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to uh Move my duplicate, um, making sure they're close enough to, excuse me, uh, Angelo, and I'm going to cast uh, Lesser Restoration. Okay. Um, so he is no longer poisoned. Nice. And Good turn. I'm going to uh, move myself around the staircase, so I'm kind of hidden, and I would like to roll stealth if I could. Not great. Um, Eleven. <laughs> Yeah, okay, so I'll keep your 11 in mind. Okay. Yeah, and as you were doing this, these women, they move forward, and they say, uh, And this one stands up. She walks over toward you, Art. Her claws are out, and she slashes down and toward you. <clears throat> that is a 14. Does that hit you? Meets beats. Yeah, so she hits you, and as these claws slam God. into you, she's going to do... Should have myself. Seven damage as her claws oh, rake across just, the front yeah. of you. And then this other woman turns around and looks at Angelo, this cat who has this like morning star just like whipping this woman. She turns around as it hits the back of her and she looks up to you. As she does, you start to notice her phase in and out. Like, you see multiple images of her. And as this happens, um, you see her, like, reaching down, and she goes to jump down the stairwell. As she goes to move past you, you see her body, like, fluctuating in and out. Like, you see her here, and then she's gone. But uh, you get an attack of opportunity on her as she moves down toward this place. So I know that she's trying to play tricks on me. So I'm just going to take, like, just like a baseball bat, like, horizontal swipe with my Morningstar. Nice. 14. 14 does not hit. Fuck. And so she goes past you, and these like, as she's shifting in and out of this place where you can see her, you go to swipe at her, and just as you swipe, she phases out. And then comes back. 
Um, so you're not able to land that hit. And as she drops down onto this floor, you all see her reach into the pocket of this woman that um, Jazz just killed. She pulls the stone out. And as she pulls the stone out, she is gone. She's no longer in the room with you at all, but there is still one hag. And as she screams out, she's like, do not leave me. And she stands in this room. She looks out to all of you. Jazz, you're up. Angela's on deck. You just hear Jazz go, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Ain't so tough now without your goddamn covenant, <laughs> you pie-eating Bitch. Covenant. <laughs> Let me tell you what. I'm going to make a deal with you. I'm going to kill your ass. And then I'm going to... Uh, I am going to cast uh, Produce Flame. As I put a joint in my mouth. <laughs> okay. And I'm going to like turn my head sideways and cast it at her while lighting my joint. Okay. <laughs> um, it like... <laughs> lights it up. <laughs> Uh, it's a 18, 19, 20, 21, 22. That's a fucking hit. And I pull that joint all the way to, like, a rope. Like, and I'm like, and you just see me take it in. His eyes go backwards. Giant fucking fireball comes at her. Yep. No, 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 it's 1d8 fire damage. Two. And so you light your joint, but, like, you don't think it burns her too much as she is looking out at all of you. She screams out, Angelo, you were up. You're on the stairs up here. You can sort of see down. You can see this enormous fire engulfing this place as you're running down these stairs, I imagine. But there's um, one of these witches, as you guys have described them, left. Before Art healed me, I kind of was just, like, like walking in circles around the stairs, like, and then I'm like... <laughs> And I, I vomit up a hairball on the stairs, like right in the middle of the stairs, like exactly where a person would walk. Right. <laughs> and, then, and then I run down the stairs. <laughs> I got that. I got hang out with this guy. I got. I got that look in my eye again. Um, and I'm just like running up behind, just and I'm just gonna fucking nail her in the head. Well, that advantage. Um, 18, 18. That's 18's a hit. I'm like repeating. Eight damage. Total? Yep, eight total damage. Okay. And then I'm, as a bonus action, I'm going to use my second wind to Fires. regain some HP. So that's, I can regain 14 HP. What? <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah, so you, come in, you see him coming in, and you see you see this chain like coming awesome. around Angelo, and as this chain is whipping around, you don't just like hit her with this arc. You hit it with like you pull your elbow into the chain, and it pulls this morning star back, and then you throw that extra momentum into her, and it just like like slams into the back of her, and with that, you guys just see this cat-like toothy grin like come across your face, and like you're just feeling better. Like the fact that you guys are gaining momentum in this fight has got you feeling bolstered and that is translated directly into extra hp for you <laughs> um art you were up actually i'm gonna be doing a die saving throw come on that 20 come on, come on that 20. one up. oh a 19 damn oh but it's a success so it you is have a one success. success yep this all happening this woman stands up she holds her hands out to you and she says my coven is broken i i surrender i surrender and she has her hands held up, and above her, Jazz, you were up. I 
like, I'll kill nice people. I don't even, like, fuck you. I look at her and I'm like, <laughs> you, you guys got this? I am going to say to the lady, like, you thought Bill Crosby was gone? Think again, motherfucker. And then I go, and I turn right back into the crow, <laughs> and I fly out the window at the top. And I'm going to go look around and see if I see that witch that disappeared. Okay. Yeah, and you just, like, fly out that window that your buddy Angelo left open. And as you're looking around, roll a perception, uh, which you'll get advantage on because you're a burb. You're a burb. You don't see her as you're flying around. Uh, Angelo, you're up. This woman's hands are in front of her. She says, I I surrender. My coven is broken. You win. As it, I just hit you in the face with my morning star, and I'm about to hit you again. (laughs) Yo, bitch. (laughs) And just... Yeah. Nat 20. No way. <laughs> Boom. Are you serious? Done. Yeah. Um, you're flanking, so Boom. roll again, just in case it's a miraculous strike. Oh, Dude, love come that. on. No. I was no. Okay, but you get that Nat 20. She's sitting there, like, hands up. Like, Angelo is looking over her, and then he, like, you see the chain just, like, shing! And he starts swinging that thing, and you just bring it around. Roll that Nat 20 damage. Sergio would love to roll a Nat 20. Um... Hell yeah. So that's a 15 plus 14. Holy. 29 damage. damage. (laughs) Yeah, and as this hits her face, you see her eyes swell up immediately. Her lips swollen. Her hands are in Her eye literally leaves her body. (laughs) And and she just like screams out like, like this smacks into her head. As she says this, this like hits across her. And you see her grit her teeth and scream out, yeah! and then she just puts her hands up and she says, seriously, the coven <laughs> is broken. I, ha- I mean, no harm to you. And she puts her head on the floor. She like covers her eyes. She puts her hands in front of her. She's like bowing in front of all of you jazz you were up. Anybody good aligned? No? Yeah? Um, cool. All right. No one's Perfect. good aligned? Yeah. All I right. think, no, I'm chaotic good. Are you? Oh, oh this woman sad. is like bowing in front of you, her head in her hands. Like saying, like, please don't kill me. Hold on, wait, my coven is broken. I'll tell you what you want. Like, please, let me make sure. And she like buries her head into her hands, telling you that she will tell you what you want. Just don't kill her. You hear outside, Rudy. I'm looking for you. <laughs> and then I'm like, okay, she's gone. And, you, and I fly back into the room. <laughs> I, uh, I revert back into Jazz Cabbage form, and I'm like, yeah, she ain't out there. And I, yeah, You guys see this crow fly back down, and in the same moment, it like flips back into itself, and then like this form is standing in front of you. Its feet like hit the ground heavily as it looks up to you, as this morning star is connecting with this, like, what you guys are calling a witch at this point. Yeah, um, but yeah, you're in here. Um, to for my free action, say to the uh, lady, mm-hmm. um, tell us what you've been putting in them pies, you crazy old hag lady woman. And uh, <laughs> have you been? Pe- are you feeding people babies? And then I'm gonna cast um, healing word on art. Okay, art will. Yeah, uh, roll a persuasion. <laughs> roll a persuasion for me as well. It's okay. like a seven. Nice wins. Um, she did not do well. Three plus. You get. Uh, Seven! And yeah. as you say this to her, she says, Yes! Yes! We put children in the pies, I admit! I knew Morgatha it. made us. 
Please, don't kill me. And as her hands are up and above her, Angelo, it is your turn. I say, I'm a good guy. But feeding people children and killing children, that ain't very nice. Angelo, serve this bitch a pie of death. <laughs> death pie. Um, she throws her hands up in the air and like my eyes catch it like a cat's mite. Um, and I just like, just have instant reaction. I just like thwap mm-hmm. with my morning star. Nat 20. Oh, Are you fucking oh, serious? <laughs> Roll your damage. I don't like that. Uh, Roll again because you have advantage just Dude, in case it's a miraculous on. strike. Miraculous strike. It's not. 10. So 25 damage. Um, please. Five strength. Mm-hmm. Well, I can I add um, plus because I'm using so one-handed oh, weapon as a fighter. Oh, I can add I'm, so I'm a so dueler, nice. and I can add plus two. Morgantha to my is like crushed in and burnt and dead on the floor. One of the other witches has like disappeared completely from your view. And how do you kill the last one? She has her hands over her head. I wanted to kill her. Um, <laughs> I just I like Morningstar just like straight into the face, and then I just like start like licking her face like. <laughs> yeah, so you just like crush her face in and as you do this decrepit horrifying body with this purple skin and these horns wrapping around its ears this hair bunched up on top of it these skulls are chattering as you kill her and they go still on the floor these windmill blades are just still like ee, ee. and you can tell at this point from seeing the top and the bottom of this entire windmill that those windmill blades are grinding these gears and these gears are grinding something else and they're just like <laughs> And there's just white powder all around this place. All of these witches are dead, though. You have successfully killed all of them. And as you sit down here, you hear, like, from the third story. Please. Please. Let's. There's still one out there. That one old bitch Slowly pick myself up with my spear. And as I, like, slowly pick myself up with my spear, I would like to plant it in one of the witch's faces (laughs) and, like, pick myself up with my spear. Yeah. Do they have any weird other magical items on them? Yeah. uh, They have this weird eyeball. And it's covered in a strange resin. And you pull it out of a pocket and you're able to see, like, this. You're literally holding an eyeball in your hand that was in her pocket. I kind of want to eat one of these pies. Um, <laughs> can I roll Arcana uh, on the eyeball? Hey, I know shit just got real fucked up, but like, does anyone else want to eat one of these? Anybody else want to eat? Maybe just like eating in front of the children. Uh, I roll. Glad you're safe, but these are delicious. Uh, <laughs> as your eyes get big, as you look at them. for Arcana, if I think there's, does it feel weird? Like any kind of weird magic? Is that? Yeah. As you hold this eye up, you were able to see into this hallway. Like, as you touch it and as you pick it up, you're rolling this arcana, you see in this hallway, there is this strange man walking around it. He has a body that is not unlike a beast. He has this hair growing out of him. One eye is bigger than the other, and he has these dog ears coming off of him. Though most of his body is made of human skin, you can see this burlap he has pulled over it that is covering the fur that grows out of all of his arms. He walks down this place, and you can see him pull this lever. And this elevator begins to descend. He seems alone in this hallway with these cobwebs above it. You're not sure where you are, but as you pull this eye away, you were back in this windmill. What the fuck? I tell everybody <laughs> what I just saw. So, so in the third story, we children. should probably check out this uh, this like rotted 
chest. Well, let's go up there because we heard weird shit anyway. Yeah, and, and you know, there's probably kids that are trying to. So you guys walk get out up here and dancing completely around delicious. Thick, <laughs> dancing around a thick wooden gear shaft in the center of this cramped circular room. There were two ugly women. One has disappeared, and you had killed the other. They have gowns around them as you walk away, and you notice they were stitched of something when you first came here. It is obvious now that it was flesh, like skin of something. The women no longer cackle with glee. They are face down in puddles of their own blood. In a rotting wooden chest, or closet, sorry, there are three crates stacked one on top of another with small doors set into them. Next to the closet is a heap of discarded clothing. All of it looks very small. A ladder climbs to the top of a wooden trap door. It's nine feet off the ceiling, and Angelo has noticed this. From those crates in that closet, you hear scraping. And you hear small voices. Please. Please. As this moonlight is filtering through this window up here, these big blades on the windmill... And that light from the moon that is, like, diffusing off of the fog outside of it is coming through. And you can see these big shadows, but you hear a small voice just like, please. Please. That, that scraping, um, it sounds like someone's in the litter box. <laughs> uh, I go up to where I hear the scraping. Yeah. And there are three crates a... stacked on top of each other. I'm going to take my thorn whip and just try to, like, bust open... The first one in the front top of me. one, like yeah. the one on the top. Okay, yeah. So I'll attack. It's a sixteen. Yeah, <laughs> you like bust this crate wide open. There's nothing in it, and underneath it, you hear the sobbing, like, <laughs> no, no, and you hear like, sister, it'll be fine, it'll be okay, I promise. I don't know if I'm gonna fuck up and kill these people, so do it. I'll just grab. <laughs> fuck em. I'm not very strong. None of us care. So I say. Y'all help me open these crates, and let's all, like, try to pull them open. Because they're nailed shut. Everyone roll a strength check for me. A strength check? Yep, 19. My best check. (gasps) Fighter! Not good. And you got a 19? Yeah. As your friends are holding this crate, you pull the lid off of it. There's a young boy in here. He has freckles across his cheeks, this bright red hair. And as he looks up, he's just like, We don't mean nothing! We don't mean nothing! We just won't go home! Please! Please! Please, we're just hungry and we hurt cold and we just won't go home. I say, don't worry, little babies. We're going to take you back home. All them crazy nightmares and scary stuff, so all that's done. And he says, my name is Freak. And my sister's name Myrtle. Your name is Freak? F-R-E-E-K. Ooh, sometimes you get dealt a shitty hand, but don't worry, Freak. We're going to take care of you. I know these witches have taken us, but... We just want to go home. We just want to go. Well, well, it's not far, so, you know, go. Um, but but look, heroes, our parents sent us here. Your parents sent you to these women's? I think... Oh. I, yeah, I think... There is an issue here. When I was... I was disguising myself as a little child earlier, and they were very... Concerned that I would have come here without my parents' suggestion. I think people who eat the pie were charmed by them in some way. They were making them send their babies to the pie factory. I think probably. Oh, for sure. That's fucking crazy. Sheer um, speculation, but... 
Either way, you know the only way that we can, <laughs> you know the only way to cure this town of what ails it. We just we burn, have, it. burn it. We, we have to it. kill everyone. Yeah, purge. <laughs> 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 Burn the whole goddamn town. Fuck it. What do we care? Um, I am like I just want to kind of maybe just check out. I'm just gonna kind of walk up the ladder and maybe like check out what's up in the onion yeah. part. You walk up into this onion part, and as you're walking up into this part, you've reached the windmill's peak, a dome chamber filled with old machinery that doesn't even seem to be working. There's not much room to move around. Light slips through and into the attic through small holes in this wall. There is a single chest sitting here. I open it or attempt to open yeah, it. It's not even locked. It's not even locked. And as you okay. open this chest, you see daylight pour up and into this room. And what would you guys like to do with the children before I tell you what's happening? Well, there was I, a third crate. I would like to. There was a third crate. I'll open it. I'll try to. There's a young girl in it. Can you help me open this thing? She says, oh, oh no, I was going to like, just like touch on the back of the heads and just be like guidance on each of the child yeah. and just give them like an uh, advantage on ability check, like to find their way home. Like, good yeah. luck, children. Good luck, children. And Freak looks at you. Freak looks at you. And as you open this other box, Jazz, a young girl crawls out of it and she climbs up and she pulls her arms around this young man. He can't be more than eight years old. And she begins to sob into him. And he says, our parents... They've been cursed by these ladies, by Strahd, oh, by the ruler of this land. Would I know who that oh is? Oh my god, I love Strahd. I fucking... <laughs> Would we know who that is? Uh, you could roll religion for it. Sure. Only I'm, you... I'm yeah, upstairs. Never heard of him. Just you. Yeah. What was it? Three. Nope. Religion! 21. Yeah. Whoa. You know that Strahd von Zerovic owns Barovia. And that he looks over all of these people here. These kids have been sent to this place. They say that their parents have been cursed by this person. And as all this is happening, you're trying to send these children back. Angelo is up top, and as you open this chest, this daylight pours out. And you pick up this beautiful hilt. It's made of this beautiful metal that seems pristine. And this blade comes up and out of it like a light. Like when Jazz is lighting his joints with uh, produced flame. <laughs> Boom. But instead, it's like the sunlight. And it's this thin ray of light on the top of this hilt. And as you hold it in front of you, you can hear your companions on the floor below you telling these children that they should return home. Go on, get. So this blade, like, produces sunlight. That's what it seems like. Can I put it on, like, is there, like, a table or anything any, anywhere that I could put this on so it made, like, a pool of sunlight on the floor? Sure, yeah. Okay, I do that, and then I curl up in it. and <laughs> <laughs> And take a nap. <laughs> you go to sleep. As you usher these two kids out, you see this warm sunlight coming from the top of this. You all know you will be paid for this. And as you were sitting on this third story, whoever is still there, this is a grinder. It is a mill grinder where they make grits. And as the wind pulls these mill blades, it grinds these gears together. And these gears grind whatever you put it into it. And as you were looking out and over this thing, the moonlight is pouring through it. The shadows are just like silhouetting this moonlight as it comes into this place. And you notice as the moonlight pours across the floor, there are many small bones littering this place. 
and that there are many small bones in this grinder, and this grinder leads straight down to the kitchen where the pies are being made. And as you all stand here, you know that you will get paid for this. These two children are sent out after they told you that their parents sent you here. And we're going to end the session right there. That's it. Happy Halloween, dudes. Happy Halloween. That was super fun. That was so good. Oh, my God. That That was fun. Super fun. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, listeners of the Heat Dice podcast. This is your friends, Trod Von Zerovich, your favorite vampiric character. And a happy Halloween. Oh, goddamn motherfucker. Igor, can you play? Will you just play play the goddamn? Play the goddamn song I told you to play. Don't make me come over there. Anyway, where was I? Oh, yes. If you have made it this far into the Hit Dice podcast, you have probably enjoyed what you've heard so far. So there's a few ways that you little fuckers can help them out. You can go to the social medias known as Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook and find them at Hit Dice Pod. That is in every location. And then there is their very spooky website, hitdicepod.com. Be sure to look them up on that shit as well. Then there is their incredible sponsor, tabletoploot.com. It has every accessory you would ever need for spooky D&D sessions involving werewolves and crazy creatures. If you want to roll net 20s like a professional, then you need to go to tabletoploot.com and pick up some incredibly spooky dice. Just enter the code at checkout, hit dice pod, and you will get 15% off your entire purchase. And the swag does not stop there. The Hit Dice Podcast has a homebrew right now created by DM Wes Cordell. It is called The Last Flickering Light. It is a homebrew created for all of your spooky D&D one-offs, which can be integrated seamlessly into whatever campaign you're playing. And not to mention it is only for $3, so no matter how much of a tight son of a bitch you are, you can still afford this fun and incredible homebrew from the Hit Dice crew. And very last but not least, remember if you are enjoying the show so far, get your ass over to iTunes and give them a one star review. Or is it a five star review? Whichever one is the best. I'm pretty sure it is a one star review. Anyway, they get a lot of those so I would imagine that the one star review is the best one. So on behalf of the entire Hit Dice podcast, they would like me to thank you all for listening to the show and participating in conversations with them on the tweeters. So until the next episode, my spooky adventurers, I want to wish you a happy howling weenus. What is that, Igor? Oh, it's Halloween. Oh, happy Halloween. If you have a howling weenus, you maybe want to consider going to the clinic. Ha 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 ha. Gonorrhea is no laughing matter. Anyway, this is your friend Strahd signing off. Happy Halloween to all and happy podcast listening. <laughs>